Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Happy, happy Friday Eve, everybody. D Gun, Rob Ellis hanging out with you. I've no, here's what I've noticed. Gunner, Tom Coughlin used to have a rule. If you were 15 minutes early, you were late. Yep. Gunner subscribes to the opposite of that. Uh, don't you don't you know this by now? I know, don't. I know it. I know it. You're the don't. anti-Tom Coughlin. What's Dude. up, everybody? It's Joe Ho, Decoy, Tina, Jim G, Dynasty, Rich, Rome, Mr. Taz, Brandon. What's up, Gunner? The, the, the fan DeLorean. A I have, killer ferret's back. Your yeah. favorite handle, Derek. Yeah, I, I saw one in here I hadn't seen before. Where is it? Uh, no. Uh, look, Decoy Gaming. Hadn't seen that one. Up. What's up, Decoy? Uh, uh, yeah, everybody's hanging. Everybody's hanging today. Who else, uh, there's another one. See, people people start mess already. Look, Rich McClatchy. D-Gun Odin on his kid's candy. <laughs> okay. Where's that other one I saw a minute ago here? What's up, uh, Peter? Yes, Dallas does still suck. You are correct, sir. Dallas still sucks. Okay. Yes. Wait a minute. Where is it? How about what Tina says? Bleep Dallas. <laughs> Tina, really? You want to start off on that yeah, kind of Good, good you for see, you, Tina. I can't say the word. I don't use that word in my vocabulary, but uh, let's see. I got to find this other. Oh, Mr. Taz. They busy eating candy. <laughs> I did dip into. I only. I had to run because I was I was running around last night. But I. Uh, what's up, Jeremy? What's up, Chuck? Uh, Jim G. Uh, so. I ha- we had my wife got a couple of the Hershey bars like the like your Ooh. wife had the, the the full one yes yes I had one of those bad boys down last night before I went to go do radio and that was that hit that hit the spot that was nice here's was nice. here's a here's a big struggle um and I and I haven't done it I, d- I think I did it one time in all the years I've been on this side of the country you know when we go up to the Hershey store you know they oh. have they oh. have. They have Hershey candies that, that are not even in the store. You can right? smell it when you roll into town, man. It's but, awesome. Yeah. But they have, but they have this, like that's like the Mister Good Bar. This thing is like oh, they're three, huge. They three had feet those... long. Yes. And I'm like, I can't. I gotta have it, but I can't. I'm not paying that for candy. I know. I can't do it. 
We yeah. used to, my daughter used to play soccer tournaments up there in Hershey, yeah. right? Yeah. So they would, what they, it was really cool what they would do. And this was it. They would do it in like this time of year, like November. Right. When, right. when everything had kind of trailed off, they, you would play like three games door in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then in the afternoon, they'd close down the park just for all the, all the kids playing in yep. the soccer tournament. It yep. was awesome, man. Awesome. But you, you'd also be in the, the candy stores and it's like, you can't get out of there without loading up. It's too tempting. You know, every time I go to that store, I have to do the train ride. And here's why. <laughs> Usually when I go up there, it's because my wife has family coming in from out of town or we have family. And now we have grand grandkids. And every time I get on the train ride and you, you've been on a train, right? Oh, you've yeah, it's great. Okay. So it's not just the train ride. Here's what I enjoy most about it. You know how you stand? You got to stand in those long lines and it takes forever to get up to the front. But what they do is incredible. They put the whole history of Milton Hershey, his family, how he started the chocolate company, where he came from, all these different caption pictures from back in the day. And it tells you, you know, and then you get to the point where it tells you about where they get the cocoa beans from and the process it goes through to make chocolate. And every time I go, I read something I missed before. Sometimes the lines move faster. Sometimes they're really slow, depending on the time of year you go up there. You know, and I love reading about history. You know, I love anything, history, museums. And then you get on the actual, that actual train and it shows you the process of how different things are made. Yeah. And I find that fascinating, you know. I do too. Yeah. He, he was a brilliant man. And I'll yes, tell you he what, was. he, he, now granted, he, he, the business went through the roof, but he's done a lot for that town. He's done a oh, lot for the surrounding areas. He's given a ton back. He did it exactly the way you should do it. So uh, props to, to Milton Hershey and his yeah, family. You, the, the, the stadium is named after him. The arena is yep. named after him. He's hospitals, yeah. stores, the factory. Schools. Schools. To not just one school. I mean, grade school, middle school, high school. Yep. He basically, his family legacy employed the whole town, basically. Yep, I agree. Yeah. There's a lot of other big corporations up there, but the name Hershey is synonymous with that area for people, you know, not just, not just surviving, but thriving. hundred percent. Yeah. It's it's very cool. If you, if you live somewhat in the area, if you haven't been, I would suggest checking it out at some point. It's really cool. It's really cool. All right. Lot, lot to do today, Derek, as we gear up for Cowboys. So let me give you a countdown. So we have 77 hours and 17 minutes until kickoff uh, between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Um, I, I want to start. I, let me start right here. I'm just going to wait a minute to hit you with this, but I want to hit you with this right now. Uh, okay. First, what's up, everybody else? Twiz, Cody's. Cody, Cody's, Cody's what? What is Cody's what? Rob, Cody's, Cody's what? Cody's dot, dot, dot. Uh, <laughs> Twiz. Come on, Robert. We're all family here. You can say it. Cody's nuts. There you go. Attaboy. Attaboy. Um. I, I I posed this to to you know my listeners last night on, on my radio show, but I want I want to I want to get your gauge on this, yeah. and I want everybody in the chat to jump in here. Um, does it feel like a Cowboys week, or are we? Or is there sort of manufactured hype that you almost feel like you have to do it? And, and I'll be honest with you, there's no team you know this that I dislike sports right. hate more than right. the Cowboys, not even close. But I'm not feeling it a little bit this week, and I and I should be. I mean, both teams are good. Eagles are seven and one. Cowboys are, are five and two. This game has a lot of meaning. The Eagles could win this and go eight and one into the bye week before they start playing this. Just I mean, they've already started. Dallas is the first game of this tough stretch. Yep. But I, I I for whatever I don't know if I'm still like dealing with a Phillies hangover. I don't know 
I don't know what it is. I honestly don't have a really good answer for it, uh, for what the situation is. But are you feeling it like like it, we usually feel it, Derek? Well, I am because we talk about it every day. You know how I am about football and matchups and, and things like that. Um, I, I can't, I cannot get a true gauge on it because since I've I've, I've started working for me, I'm more secluded. You know, I do this show here from my home. I do pre and post game shows from the comfort of Ocean Casino. Whereas when I worked in television more, um, I was out and about daily, you know, practices, out and about public more. And you get a feel, you get a true gauge for it. Um, so I haven't seen the volume of, of, of hatred spewed on social media towards Dallas. Now I've seen some. But not with the high volume. I'm sure it's going to increase as the weekend gets closer. But I've not seen the high volume up to this. Usually, usually whoever the Eagles play the week before Dallas, you know, people spend that Monday or Tuesday talking about the game pass before they ramp up for the next opponent. Yeah. You know, when it comes to Dallas, people turn the page as soon as that game's over and start ramping up about Dallas. I have not seen it uh, as much or in high volume. Now, Now, our producer, Tone, said he has. You know, he has a different algorithm um, on his his social media page maybe than I do. But um, and, and you doing radio several times a week, I would imagine you would get a better flavor for better flavor for it based on the, the volume of calls you get in on a nightly basis. Um, but I have not I have not felt it's kind of like a like a mon- mundane week so far. Yeah, like my third like we're into Thursday now. Like Thursday Wednesday is when you really turn the page. On the last game, it's where you know you're you've moved on from the last game, and you're looking forward by Wednesday, Thursday. You're really diving into it, right? And right. and I got I got two interesting calls right off the top, but I'm seeing a lot of things like that. Tina says Cowboys hate us more now. Yeah, and I don't disagree with that, right? But but I think that what, what two callers said to me was, and I I think this is dangerous thinking by fans, but whatever. They said, you know, what's Dallas done? that I should get so hyped up about them. Right, they don't right. win in the playoffs. They said they're like the Sixers. There are a lot of hype, oh, right. and ultimately there's not the payoff in the playoffs. They haven't won a Super Bowl in 25 years. Right. Why should I get cranked up about them? Right and Now, I, I get that, and believe me, I love to use that as much as anybody to dig into Cowboys fans that they haven't won anything in 25 years. Right. But this is a good Cowboys team. Yes, like, it is. And I think there's one other thing. The Cowboys have played it smart all week. Yep. Jerry Jones, who usually shoots his mouth off, has been yep. nothing but singing the praises of Jalen Hurts. Yep. Michael and Parsons. Poke, he said, I don't want to poke the bear when it yep. comes to the Eagles. Micah Parsons, Eagles are the number one team. Like they have played it very yep. crafty. I think it's a calculated thing. Whatever. It's smart. They haven't done anything to stir the pot at all. No, no. I mean, the, the actual game itself will, 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 it, the, the, both teams understand the, the significance of what this matchup is. You know, um, but but Dallas usually there's Jerry or or a player or two that will spout off and say something. You're right, you haven't seen any of that. But people who think the Eagles are just going to ride just rougher out over the Cowboys, you, you know, think again. I mean, I'm shocked. Dallas has the, the third ranked defense in the league. Yes, and they're, they're the second ranked offense in a second ranked offense in terms of scoring. Know. Yeah. Um, you know, say what you want, and sometimes we overhype stats. You know, we just like we overhype the Miami Dolphins stats and stuff. And the Eagles came in here, yeah, got them in their backyard and shut them down. You know, everything is week to week. You know, this, you know, they both average twenty eight points a game. You know, the over and under is 
whatever the over under is, you know, 46 think, and a half. Okay. 46 and a half. So that's 56 points between them. I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of these 24, 20, 21, 17 type games, to be honest with you, you know, oh, so uh, you think a little bit lower. I'm, I'm thinking okay. it could be lower, you know, I, and, I'm, and, I, and I'm going back and forth on this, you know, both teams, have big play capabilities, uh, Eagles more so obviously than Dallas has shown, but they both have big play capabilities, but both have good defenses as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the I think the Eagles are more vulnerable than Dallas in the past defense. Oh, for okay. sure, for sure um, they are. But but this is a rivalry, and as we know, Rob, rivalries don't subscribe to 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 the norm. There's always some craziness that goes on, even more so. We've we've talked about how games this year across the board in the NFL yeah. have, have left, left us shocked in a lot of ways. There's at least three to four games a week that leave us shocked every Just week. Just go to last week. I mean, there was a week. lot last week, including it's, it's Denver beating KC. Yes, craziness. And I see this game falling in that same category. Um, everything we expect, probably more than 60% of it won't play out the way we think it will. Yeah. You know, but um, I, I just I just think, if 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 people are overlooking this Dallas team, you're wrong. I expect the Eagles to win the game because they're playing it here in Philadelphia. Um, and and after this game, whoever wins, whoever loses, um, when they go to Dallas, I probably lean towards Dallas if these teams continue to win uh, before they meet up again. I think it's one of these home and home type things. I agree with you. Look, I I um, you know, I, I have kind of mixed feelings on the game. I, I think the I do think the Eagles win ultimately, and I for because it is home. Um, I, I think they're going to be improved on defense, not shut down, but better than what we saw last week. And I think the Eagles offense will be able to do some things, but I, I, I don't go into this thing feeling overconfident by any stretch. First of all, you gave the stat yesterday. They're, they're, Dak's eight and three against the Eagles. Yes. The Eagles do not defend him well for whatever no, reason. No. They just don't. And he comes in here feeling good about himself against this team. Um, I think I were in for a really tight one. Like the notion from Eagles fans, like this is a walkover. I don't, I don't see it. I, I'm sorry. I, man. I, don't. I don't. There's too much at stake here and every team will have big plays and every team will have big mistakes. You know, if, if you go back to uh, last season, um, you know, and, and I'm talking about the game where the Eagles played Dallas down in Dallas. And of course, Gardner Minshew played in that game. Um, but, but the Eagles defense was virtually intact, except, uh, Avante Maddox got hurt uh, early in that game. That's right. If you go to that game, um, the the Eagles gave up, I believe it was 41 points in that game, 40 points. Yeah. You know, and so, and that was in Dallas, you know, and Eagles scored a lot of points on Dallas with Minshew un, under center, but, you know, they gave up a chunk of real estate. So, you know, that's why I say, you know, if the Eagles win here, Dallas will win home. If the if Dallas wins here, Eagles win down there. I don't think either one will win both games, to be honest. Oh, I think it's honest. a split. Yeah, I do. I, I I think it's a split. I think the Eagles have already taken care of business twice against Washington. I think they could do the same thing if those games even have meaning at the end with the Giants. I think they'll do the same thing. But I, I said from the jump, I think this is a split, you know, with, with these two teams yeah. for sure. I mean, last, last year, Prescott in Dallas, 347, three touchdowns, one interception. He was sacked six times in that game and still threw for three forty-seven. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and he and had a pick was, six. He, he, he had, had a pick sweat. Six. Sweat had a yep. pick six. Yeah, yep. yeah. I, I just, I think this is. Um, I, I, the Eagles' defensive line is everything in this game. 
because they yeah. didn't yeah. they don't protect him well and they don't have a really good offensive line their line's banged up this it, the eagles can't the d line can't have a similar effort that they had last week where sam Howell mm-hmm. only got sacked once that one was a big one but that can't happen they have to have multiple sacks in this game and force him into mistakes because he will hold the ball too long he will do a little hero ball kind of stuff yeah. down the field and that's where you win that's the turnover look the turnover the eagles have escaped the turnover thing this year. The Eagles have 13 turnovers, Derek. Yes. Great games. It and only four interceptions. Yeah. So they've escaped that so far. Yep. This is where that stops. It has to stop. You have to flip that number around because you start losing the turnover battle to these teams, you're going to lose games. I, I guarantee it. Washington Washington offensively showed the blueprint how to attack this Eagles defense. Get the ball out of your hands quickly. Sam Howell was like, shoot, 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 yep. up and down the field. They couldn't even get to him behind that Washington offensive line. Dallas's offensive line, even if Tyron Smith doesn't play, is a better offensive line than Washington's. Mm-hmm. And that's a little concerning that they only got to, to Sam Howell one time. It was a big sack by Reddick, no question. It was a, it was a momentum-shifting sack by, by, by Reddick, no question about that. But if I'm Dallas and I'm studying the film offensively, okay, if we can hold the offensive line. But see, the thing is, Dak will hold the ball longer than Sam Howell did. You know, Dak wants to see, you know, Dak likes to pat the ball, pat, step back there, bounce his feet a little bit, and then throw. You know, Sam Howell, you know, Eric the enemy said, get that ball out of your hand. You know, yep. Dak is not that kind of quarterback, which hopefully allows the Eagles front to get up in his face a little bit more. Um, but but if Dak has time to throw, he's going to serve. He's going to serve it. Against that secondary, he's going to serve. Sure. You know, and, and you know, I, I, this this has to be huge games for Slay and Bradbury. Byard, another week into the system, I expect to play better. But I, do, I still think they're going to have problems defending the pass in this game. Think about this, too. You get this win, you're up two games going into your bye week. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that, that's so big. And you'll still be the lone, you know, one-loss team. San Fran's in a bye week already. They've lost yep. three. Dallas has lost two. Lions, two. You know, we, Seahawks, two. To have that, that edge on those teams – you know, and again, you're going to be facing a lot of these teams too uh, as we go forward. But yeah, it's going to be um, it's a it's a that's why I can't I don't know why there isn't that field. It, it, even if the, even if it wasn't the Eagles Cowboys thing, a five and two team and a seven and one team with a four twenty five Sunday game should be yeah. through the roof. And yep. it's, it, I don't. It just doesn't feel. I, people can disagree with me, and and, and that's fine. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there the way that I feel and the sense that I get. From people, what's up, Fitness Rebel? Uh, I, up, I, can, I, I can remember Thomas. years, years past when it was Dallas week. You hear, we remember how we'd have to cover all these different pep rallies around Philadelphia. Oh yeah, you know, that's all we would do. I, I yeah. remember walking around the Italian market, like getting mad on the street stuff back yep, in the yep. day, and going to certain bars in the area, like I always. And and now, I don't see it. I don't feel it. You know, watching the local news, I don't see it. I I, I just don't feel it. But you know, I think I think by by Saturday, it'll really ramp up. You know, and of course Sunday, people getting a feeding frenzy, watching all the one o'clock games. You know, let's get this day, let's get this game going, let's get this Cowboys Eagles games going going. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I'll get a flavor for it. I, I get I get an inconsistent flavor for it at Ocean Casino. Yeah. Because while you do have a large contingent of Eagles fans there. You have just as many Giants and Jets fans in, in that big galleria they have, big, beautiful galleria they have with all those monitors around the different walls. So it's hard to get a true gauge um, for 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 it as well. 
Uh, you see a lot of green jerseys, but you see so many different jerseys in that place. It's like, where these people coming from? You know, <laughs> it's not it's not all Philly fans at Ocean. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, all right, let me. Say? So let, I want to hit a couple other things. Um, ever since the, winning the Super Bowl, Philly's yeah. become more classy and truly understood our goals are bigger than just Dallas. True. Um, it's an interesting point. I, I I think that I do think there's a big picture at play here, where it's like, yeah, definitely would like to beat Dallas, no doubt. It's a big game if you just look at standings, blah blah blah, but. There is a bigger picture in mind, but man, I, I don't ever want to get to the point where I'm like, I like the pettiness. I, I don't ever want to get past that. Honest to God. I, I really don't. I, I, and I think everybody's sort of doing this where it's like, it's an automatic win. The Cowboys aren't worthy whenever mm-hmm. that starts. And I'm not saying that's what Tone said, but whenever that starts, yeah, your team's in for a loss when you start thinking that way. <clears throat> This, the Eagles. Yeah, I this eagle think. this Eagles team is so focused week to week. You know, you you they they will say it every week. Hey, we we're we we do not we can't afford to look past the next opponent. Yeah. And they're really meticulous about that. They also put out there we have a loftier goal to get out there and to rectify what we didn't do this past Super Bowl. Yeah. That is the long range goal. But to get to that long range goal, you have 17 landmines. You know, and if you're the number one seed, an additional two, so 19 landmines to get past to get there. Yeah. You know, That's so true. they are very good at focusing on week to week and not looking ahead to past anybody. Because as we saw, if the Jets, Jets caught them off guard, doesn't take much. No. Last year, Washington caught them off guard, yeah. you know. Yeah, doesn't take much. And Fitness Rebel, I block all the Dallas stuff until it's over, basically. And it says Eagles win. So I can't act a fool online. <laughs> Otherwise, it feels like a jinx. I get that. Yeah, I, let me give you one other thing that, that I that I think is um, at play. Um, we have been so beaten up over the last year plus, meaning lost the World Series, yep. lost the Super Bowl, yep. lost a, a, a heartbreaking NLCS, and I'll get into yep. the Rangers winning the World Series yep. last night. Sixers bowed out again. The Sixers second bowed round. out again in the second round. The Union lost in their championship game. Yep. Like, yep. we've had our fair share of you know tough ones, and I think that has left everybody a little, little, you know, little edgy. hazy, a little bit, a little edgy, yeah. and a little bit yeah. sort of like in a weird, weird headspace. So I think there's something to that. All right, speaking of Derek, I got to tell you, I, I told you I had a hard time watching the World Series. I I had it on last night as I was doing the show, but I had a I have a hard t- I've had a hard time watching this. Right, right. Watching the Rangers rip through the Diamondbacks the way that they did and winning the series four games yeah. to one in, in a couple. Last night wasn't, but the night before was a beatdown. It's it, it's so it makes it so much worse. The Phillies were so much better than that Diamondbacks team, and I'm not. I like, agree. The better team won because the Diamondbacks were more clutch and all this other. stuff. So I'm just saying, like. It, it's such a wasted opportunity by the Phillies. You're right. But look at how the Diamondbacks, same pitching staff that handcuffed the Phillies in the biggest moment, could not – I think there's no question Phillies against Texas would have been a great series. I can't just sit here and say the Phillies would have beat Texas. That Texas team can hit, man. That Corey Seager, my goodness, he is the Bryce Harper of Texas. You look at his playoff numbers – my goodness. Yep. Um, I, I I think Texas's pitching staff was better than Arizona's, but it was one of those moments. Arizona, strategically, 
the, the manager strategically sent the right person to the mound at the right time to handcuff the Phillies at the most strategic, most dramatic moments. Couldn't do that against Texas. Same pitchers. Couldn't do that. Last night, it was I think it was the eighth inning. Yeah. Um, Texas got three hits and three consecutive pitches. Yep. It was like pop, pop, pop. Yeah. And then when, when it just it, the, the floodgates opened up, you know, it that just was exploded. It. Yeah. Yeah, that was. And that's, was why, and that's why Bochy's won four different four World Series. Boy, do we not talk teams? about him enough? I, I mean, this guy's won it. You know, with he's taken three teams to the World Series and won four <coughs> altogether with two yep. different organizations. How how yep. is this guy not spoken about like in Belichickian terms? Absolutely, absolutely. He, he, the guy's nothing short of brilliant. I mean, he is an incredible manager, and, and props and to and him. And I, yeah, I the give Rangers him a lot of credit. finally win their first ever World Series. That's right. They were overdue. They were due. You know, I agree. I agree. And they were a a former uh, former Washington Senators before they became the Rangers. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, so a couple a couple other Sixers uh play tonight against the Raptors and I saw during shoot around uh I saw Covington, I saw Marcus Morris, uh I saw several of the other guys. So I would assume if barring any kind of conditioning stuff with physicals or whatever that these guys will be out there tonight. I know last night Harden didn't play but PJ Tucker played for the Clippers. So I would guess you're going to see those guys tonight. I'm 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 excited to watch it tonight. Wait see what it looks like. So Tucker played. Well, Tucker's not scoring any points. All he has to get out to do is is hack and defend. Set a screen. Yeah. Set a screen. You know, Harden didn't play. I they they have to figure out they have to figure out how they're going to integrate him in. When you're talking about Russell Westbrook, you know, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, you got to figure out how you're going to distribute the ball. Somebody's not getting their shots. You know, yeah. or should or should I say somebody's shots will be reduced in a hurry once Harden steps in that lineup. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. You gotta figure, you gotta figure out. But I want to see how if this works out. I'm not so sure this is gonna work it's out. It's not. And I can't wait to watch it the the the, the explosion Implode. there. Yeah. Uh Dan says the Sill says that Bochi's better than uh Tori. I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's hard to hard to argue against it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when you look at the numbers, it's hard to argue against. But you're right. Bochi does not get the recognition he should for what he's able to do as, as a manager in professional baseball. Yep, yep. Uh, all right, let's get a timeout. Let's come back and we're gonna. I want to do two things with you. We 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 like to do our over unders before you know leading into the game. We uh-huh. have over unders, which I got a bunch for you, Derek. God, I'm gonna bounce off you. And also, uh, I I want to throw. Eagles players at you and you tell me if you feel like they're exceeding what your expectation was before the season mm-hmm. or if they're underachieving a little bit in your estimation. So we'll do those things when we come back. We got an NFL segment. We'll get a little bit more into what Daryl Morey had to say. We didn't really dive into that much. We will do that. Uh, we do have a game tonight and there's some information on that game. We'll dive into the best games of the week. Bob Knight passed away at 83 years old. We'll talk about that. Uh, we have the coach. Billy Crocker coming up. We'll tell you how Eastern did this past week and, and look ahead to who they have next uh, on this Saturday. So we got a lot to do. Don't go anywhere. That's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right now, you know what? You hungry? I am. Bravo Pizza of Havertown would hit the spot. Yes, it would. Been going there since I was a kid. They've been family-owned since 1985. You have Alex and his great crew there each and every day putting out the most uh, delicious uh, spread that you will ever see. That's for sure. 20 different styles of pizza daily. Slices to go. Uh, They have the specialized pizza. However you want it, they will make it for you. But if you're not up for pizza, they have fresh pasta, sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads across the board, man. It is a a lot of different choices there. And Bravo Pizza 
of Havertown is committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charity, schools, little leagues, where the proceeds go to those organizations. You can follow them at the Bravo Pizza of on Instagram and Facebook for daily specials and promotions. They're at 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown, Pennsylvania. That is 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center, Havertown. Give them a call right now, 610-446-3810. 610-446-3810. Here's a little bit more from Bravo Pizza of Havertown. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. 
are back. That is Eric Gunn. I am Rob Ellis hanging out with you. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Appreciate it. If you could, let's hit that like button. Let's get on it. We haven't, Gunner, we haven't had a like button run in a very long time. All right. So let, let's 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 go grassroots here. Everybody in the chat and everybody listening, if you could, just hit that like button, friends. Let's see what we can get up to. Maybe Tone will keep track and, and see where we are uh, and by the end of the show. Let's see how we do. All right. You want to set an set an over? You're muted, but do you want to set an over under uh, on likes for today's show? How about that? Let's say two hundred. That's not. It's a fair number. That's a very fair, fair number. number. Okay, two hundred. Right, like it. Like it. All right, let's do some expectations here, D Gun. Expectations uh, based off of what we've seen thus far from this Eagles team. Okay, so you tell me if they if they have exceeded, or you feel like they've underachieved a little bit. Um, and Tina's already on it. Thank you, Tina. Appreciate that. All right. You ready? Uh, <laughs> twiz gritty or closet time for Rob. Do I have to do something to get likes? I mean, <laughs> is that where we're at now? I, I have to, hey, you, don't myself. Ask, yeah, you don't ask the other shows to do that. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Rob, I'm here to say you never, ever, ever have to do that gritty again. No, well, I'll do it again. But first you, of all, you can't go to the well too often. I, I got to let that more, breathe a little bit. You right? have been more than a good sport about that. <laughs> you right. have you have taken enough hits about that. Yeah, and I don't know if we need another tour of the crawl space. I, I think we we we've that that once was enough. Anyway, um, all right. So has Jalen Hurts, in your estimation, exceeded, underachieved? I'll even I'll throw a third category in. He's been kind of what I thought he was going to be, you know, of of the three choices. Where would you say Hertz is? Underachieved. Okay. Um, underachieved. When you look at some of the throws he's made, and granted, you know, you can't blame all of those interceptions on him. Some of them were fluke interceptions, but he has not, for the most part, been as meticulous as you would want him to be. Yet he is still good enough to make big plays when you need him to be. You can't always say that about most quarterbacks in the NFL, most starting quarterbacks in the NFL today. He is a very ultra talented individual, um, and and he's obviously limited by the knee bruise right now. But he's still standing tall in the pocket. He's he's performing exceptionally well. But some of the throws he's made uh, that have led. Uh, like the, the interception he threw in in the uh, Jets game, you you didn't see him throwing making throws like that. Even he threw six interceptions last year, but they were just good plays by a defense. Some of the things he's done, like missing wide open receivers, he didn't do last year. Um, missing people wide open in the flats and throwing the ball into tight coverage or out of bounds to throw it away, he didn't do that last year. Um, so I would say right now he's underachieving. Uh, yeah, like I'll put it to you this way. Simply put, you can't turn the ball over eleven times through eight games. Yeah, and like that—that's going to be a real deterrent on your on your record. I think he's come on in a massive way the last three four games in the passing game. He's looked way better, way better. I mean, he's looking like I thought last week was his best game so far. I don't blame him that he can't run as much because he's he's not healthy. It's he's not his limited, fault. right? He's limited, right? But that element is not there from his game. So I think all things considered, I would lean towards underachieving. But we could be having a totally different conversation by the end of the year uh, because he's headed, I oh. think, on the right track. Oh, there's no question about it. When you compare him as an athlete and as as a decision maker, for the most part, 
to most of the quarterbacks across the National Football League. He can play on my team any day of the week. Mm -hmm. But we're basing this on his overall performance, the turnovers, you know, and, and the fact that he's made some decisions that left you going, huh? You know, so I would have to put him in an underachieving category. That's not a knock against him. It's just based on performance. Like I said, if you're talking about the top two or three quarterbacks in the game today, he's in my conversation every day, all day, you know. But based on, again, can't emphasize it enough, just based on the performance, individually underachieve. Yep, I, I would agree. All right, let me go um, Let me go, Devontae Smith. Where would Devontae Smith fall for you? He's got 39 catches, 482 yards, and three touchdowns, taking into account that he's playing alongside a guy who's dominating right now, who has to get his. What was Where your third you category? Devontae. Okay, what was your third category? About what I thought he was going to be. Yeah, it's it's like exceeding, underachieving, Yeah, about what I thought he was going to be. Well, we couldn't foresee uh, A.J. blowing up the way he, he has in a span of six games. So based on that, obviously he is Jalen's primary target. Uh, based on that, right where I, you thought he would be, based on uh, A.J. Just, just, just wrecking defenses, you know, setting new records, you know, Six consecutive games over 125 yards. That's unheard of. Um, so I, I can't put this on Devontae not getting his his opportunities. It's just that AJ ha- is commanding the ball, and rightfully so when you look at his productivity. So I'd have to say in, in Devontae's case, right where you thought he would be at this point. Okay. I, I think that's fair. I, I think it, it's impossible to just look at what Devontae's done and say, all right, the, yeah. the numbers may be slightly underwhelming. You have to take into account why they're slightly underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Is it his fault, mm-hmm. or is it because the other guy is just out of this world? Um, so, yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. Um, DeAndre Swift, 571 yards. He's averaging 4.9 yards per carry, and he has three touchdowns. Exceeded, mm-hmm. underachieved, what you thought? I would start by saying this. What I'm seeing him do, I'm not surprised in terms of overall ability and productivity, because we saw it in Detroit, but the volume he's gotten much, he's gotten much more um, input in offense here than he did in Detroit. So based on numbers, it's overachieving, you know, I mean, he had 28 carries in one game. You never heard about him doing that in Detroit. No, you know, and you know, he, he was like, what, at one point, what number two in in a league in rushing. He was, he was behind most. He was, yeah. You know, so, um, I would say based just on numbers, overachieving, but I'm not surprised that what he has done in terms of ability, shaking would-be tacklers, uh, that burst of speed, being able to make people missed, uh, miss. I'm not surprised there because I've seen it for his, his entire career in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I, I say he's overachieving. I didn't expect him to rush yeah. at, uh, at this rate. I, I thought he would be yeah, a good no. combo, catching passes, at running the ball you know, solid given opportunities and all those kind of things. That's what I thought he was going to be. He's exceeded my expectation. It's dipped a little bit lately for sure. And I think that's on him. And I think it's on everybody. I think it's on the coaches to commit to the run game more. And I think it's on the offensive line to block it up a little bit better. Um, But I, I would say exceeded. He falls under exceeded. Yeah. 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 I agree. agree All right. Um, Dallas Goddard. Mm. Dallas Goddard has 35 catches, 360 yards and two touchdowns. Is under, he under, yeah, he's underachieved. Under, yes. but see, you're only as good as the quarterback getting you the ball, and he was a forgotten entity 
for much of the early part of the season, and all of a sudden he had the one breakout game. Dallas Goddard's one of the top four tight ends in the game today. Um, he, he, he can't get the yards if you're not getting him the ball, you know, plain and simple. Um, but but based on his numbers, is he's underachieved. I thought he would be much, much more prominent in the offense. But again, based on what we saw, uh, what we've seen with A.J. going off and the addition of DeAndre Swift, there's only so many balls that go around. And, you know, when you talk about A.J. and, and DeAndre, you're talking about explosion. You know, uh, Goddard is still that safety valve, but he's always been that safety valve. But his numbers are, are way under what he's done in in recent past years. Um, he missed how many games last year? Four or five games? Yep. Um, I think based on him, if he plays a full 17-game schedule this year, his numbers might be equal to what he played in 12 games last year, mm-hmm. only because the ball distribution is not going his way. Agreed. I, I, I he, he fits – to an extent, in the same category that Devontae fits. You just you, you can't do it if you're not getting the ball thrown your no, way. No, no. All right. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this one out there, and it's pretty obvious. It could change as the season goes, but Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham's got a half sack and five tackles. He hasn't gotten a lot of opportunities, a lot of reps, in fairness to him, but he's been a pretty big non-factor so far, Dirk. Well, his role has been reduced. Um, and when your role's reduced, it's hard hard for you to get into a flow of a game when you're playing as sparingly as he had. Taking into consideration he's 35 years old, mm-hmm. and he you know he understands his situation, um, and he knew that when he resigned with his team that his role could be lessened even more so than last year. Um, based on what he did last year, yes, Brandon Graham will be the first to tell you he's underachieved. There's no question about it. I thought he would be a little bit more prominent in the defensive structure especially the way they like to rotate. But when you look at the percentage of snaps that Reddick and Sweat play compared to Brandon Graham, um, it's, it's obvious to decide once those two guys on the field more so than not than anybody else. And so because of that, Brandon Brandon has underachieved. And, and, and again, I can't emphasize enough. If he was on this show here right now with us, he would tell you the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I, Brandon holds no, you know, pulls no, no punches when, when no. it comes to that. Uh, Fletcher Cox, if you look at his numbers, they're not great, but I would argue the numbers don't tell the story for him. But you tell me, 15 tackles, one sack for Fletcher Cox. Exceed it, underachieving what you thought he would give you. I thought uh, I would have thought he would give you. You know, okay. when you take into consideration uh, the Eagles, it became quite obvious early on. You, you need those two young horses in the trenches, plus you add in Milton Williams. Um, We've seen Fletcher's had a solid season up to this point. Yeah, We see him get the constant push. He may not get the sacks, but he's pushing the issue to where other people are benefiting from what he's asked to do. You know, a lot of what Fletcher's asked to do, is it doesn't show up in stats. Taking on the two blockers, uh, getting a push, forcing a quarterback to go in a different direction to hopefully give one of your edge rushers the opportunity in one-on-one situations to get the quarterback to the ground. I think Fletcher has been solid at this stage of when you think about what is he 32 33? Yeah. I think he's been I think he's been solid for this team and the fact that he's more motivated now because he's got those three younger players around him. You know. So I, I yes, I would I would definitely put Fletcher r- right where I thought he would be. I think he's played very well. Yeah. Uh, I I like what they've gotten out of Fletcher Cox uh this year for sure. Hassan Reddick, 
a guy had 16 sacks last year. He's got six and a half uh, thus far. He's coming on. We know that since he got the cast off. He had the big sack last week, which turned the ball over on downs, which, you know, really you know went a long way to sealing that bad boy. Um, what do you think about what you got from him? I, I would say right what I thought. It would uh, right what I thought, and you have to be throwing the caveat that he had to play the first, what, four games with a cast on his hand. Yeah, and then notice as soon as that thing came off is when the yep. sack started just piling up. Yep. 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 So I, I would say right where I thought he would be based on the fact that he was behind the curve uh, when the season started because of his limitations, not being able to to push off of tackles and to grip and pull the way he's accustomed to. So I would say right where right where he's on. He's still on pace to have what 13, 14 sacks. This yeah, season. he's going to be pretty you know, close. So he's going to be close. Yeah, yeah. So I would say right where he's, he was supposed to be. All right, this I, I'm going to just throw this out there for for one purpose, just to praise the guy because it's a no brainer. But AJ Brown, we know he's even exceeded his high expectations. Let me give you a good stat here from Josh Tolentino of the uh, of the Inquirer. In the in the month of October, which you know just we just closed out, AJ Brown's got 40 catches, 700 yards, and five touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, 36 catches, 602 yards, four touchdowns. That's how great AJ Brown's been, and everybody mm-hmm. automatically goes right to Tyree Kill. You know when we're when we're gauging this, and I, I think it's fair. Mm-hmm. You can still keep him mm-hmm. number one. AJ Brown's on a pace to maybe catch him. It's crazy. I agree. Yeah, there's no question about it. If he continues on this trend, he's going to pass him in the next couple of weeks. It might even pass him this week. You know who knows? Yeah, because they're yeah, off. And the or thing no, they're, is, pl- they're playing. I'm sorry. Yeah, playing, yeah. And the thing is. Tyreek Hill makes most of his catches in open space because nobody can cover the guy. AJ has made some incredible catches with people draped over him. Yeah. And he's still punking people left and right. Mm-hmm. So his degree of difficulty in terms of what he do- he's done is much higher than what Tyreek has done. So there's no question. AJ is playing lights out right now, uh, not just because Jalen is throwing him the ball, but because of what he's doing when that ball's in his area code. Yeah, he's been uh, – I mean, I, I didn't think – considering the year um, he had last year, I did not think that he was going to be able to exceed that expectation, but he's done right, that right. Um, for sure. All right, I'll hit you with a couple others here. You tell me, uh, have they overachieved, underachieved, exactly what you thought? Let's start with James Bradbury. Um, I think he's underachieved. Yes. Um, what do you think? Yes, yes. And, and he's only 30. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because – there's a mindset that he's trying to cover for what deficiency they've had in the safety position. I don't know what it is. They've moved him down in the slot. Um, I, I don't ever want to see him in the slot again, keep him on the outside, but I do think he's underachieved. I think he's let too many big passes get in front of him. I think he's uh, not contested the ball the way he has last year. I'm definitely putting him in the underachieved category. All right. How about Slay? How about his partner? Underachieve, no yep. question. And maybe, just maybe, I'm not going to sit here and chastise this man because he's still a starter in the National Football League at 33 years of age, but I do think father time has creeped up on him. Um, and, and and big play slay is, is, is not played as consistently in that big play category as we had hoped he had. And, and I think he's given up too many big pass plays this year as well, you know. Um, he had the one pick. He made a great read on the one pick he he got, but outside of that, not not impressed with his overall play. Right, let me ask you. I, I'm going to categorize this as a position rather than specific individuals. Okay. And think about the three categories. They're either exceeded, underachieved, or what you thought it was going to be. Eagles linebacking crew. 
to me, it's what I thought it was going to be. I went in concerned. Not sure. I'm still kind of there. Where do you find I'm, I'm still in a gray area with the linebacking crew because they play well at, in times, especially defending the run, but the pass coverage is a liability. You know, so I'm in that gray area. I, I can't, I can't say over, under, or about what I thought it would be because we didn't know. Kobe, Nicobe Dean had missed significant time. Uh, I think Zach Cunningham and, and Morrow have played well. Um, again, when it comes to trench warfare, uh, but that back end has got to be fixed somehow, some way. And I don't know. I, I mean, maybe that's their physical limitations. Maybe that's why they were on the open market because they had that 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 inability yep. to play the linebacking position completely in both as a pass defender slash run defender. Okay. Uh, so I can't I can't give you a definitive answer on their play because there's still nine games to go. And I have to see if it's going to get better. You know, this is a discussion. This is a discussion we need to have after they go through this gauntlet yeah. of, you know, Kansas City, San Francisco, Buffalo, Seattle. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, again, I put these in the new no-brainer categories, but I'll throw them both past you. Okay. Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis. Jalen Carter, th- uh, 14 tackles, three and a half sacks. Jordan Davis, 19 tackles, two and a half sacks. Um. Coming into the season, we didn't know what to expect from either one. We didn't, you know, especially when we heard that Jordan Davis said in training camp he's still at 340 pounds. Jalen Carter, we knew was a phenomenal athlete, but we didn't know how quickly he would transition to the NFL game. Both of them have exceeded a lot of expectations. So I hate to use the term, but because it's the three categories that you've given, I have to say overachieved. They have been pleasant surprises and then some. For guys who are in their second year and rookies, they have been lights out in terms of what they've given at defensive front, both in defending the run and putting pressure on quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't block you can't block Jalen Carter in one-on-one situations. And these are veteran linemen he's going up against who know all the little tricks, who study tendencies week in and week out leading up. You still can't stop this man. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen I've seen Jordan Davis bowl right through double double teamings, you know. So I would definitely say, based on the three categories that you laid out there, I'm putting them in the overachieving category. I I think so too. Like I I had high, I had very high expectations for Jalen Carter. I thought he was going to be a stud. And he's been better than I even thought he was going to be. I'd sort of almost compare it to like AJ Brown. He's been better than I thought he was going to be. I I came in with an open mind with Jordan Davis. I was hopeful that he was going to going to improve. I was hopeful his conditioning would be better. I was hopeful that he was going to be some kind of a factor in the passing game. And you know what? He's way overachieved for me. Um, he's a guy who doesn't have to come off the field necessarily. No, no. He can play against the no. pass. He can get a pass rush. Obviously, he's got two and a half sacks so far. And he's a run stuffer. We've seen him just, just take guys and throw them. He's athletic as heck. He's gigantic. I, I'm loving what, I, what what they've gotten from Jordan Davis so far. No question. Um, I thought he would be a situational player as he was last year. He's, he's not that. You can leave that dude on the field, you know. Um, I, I'm extremely happy with this play. Now, when we talk about his weight, there are other 330, 340 pound, pound tackles. It's not like he's a novelty. You know, we've seen big guys historically in the last 20 years that are that big. They play that position well. They are they are space eaters. You know, Haloti Nada. You know, guys like that. Tony Suragusa. You know, guys like that. We've seen them time and time again. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is, is is he is he has been lights out in terms of playing more more snaps than I thought he would and being productive 
not just in the first quarter, but the fourth quarter as well. Yeah. So let me update people. Uh, the Eagles don't practice till one thirty, so we don't we won't know yet. Maybe till later in the show about today, but um, did not practice yesterday. Grant Calcaterra concussion. Mm-hmm. That guy's had a history of concussions, so it's you know we'll see. Bradley Roby still out with the shoulder. Uh, Boston Scott. It was a personal matter, so I don't think that's going to be something that would limit him for Sunday. You know, we'll see. Limited practice. Jordan Davis hamstring. So that hamstring's still bothering him. Cam Jurgens with the foot. You've talked about it, Gunner. How they're going to ease him back in. You think yeah. he may not even play this week? We'll you know we'll see. So Opet is dealing with a hip. Jack Stahl, the tight end, is dealing with an ankle, and Milton Williams is dealing with a shoulder. Good news here. Jalen Carter, full participant in practice yesterday. That's that's huge. He had the back spasms on Sunday against Washington. And when he came out, I thought that hurt them. And, you know, the thing is, Dallas doesn't run the ball particularly well. So if you can continue that and not allow those guys, Pollard and that crew, to run and yeah. turn this into Dak dropping back, you know, 30, 40 times, whatever, that's where you're off at. Your defensive line should be able to make a real, real stamp on this game, you know, for sure. Oh, oh, my goodness, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, there's no question about it. Um, and I can't wait to see how it plays itself out, the roles and how they play themselves out in this particular game. Because every week is a big game. But now, this is Dallas. Everything's more magnified. Everything you do, is it, it will be put even on a higher pedestal or, or a bigger disappointment based on what you do in that game. So, yeah, uh, I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, so there's a lot. All right, um, trying to think of what guys I didn't hit you with here. I think I hit you with almost everybody that that was uh, that's critical here to this team. I'll give you one more, uh, and I will do this because I want to throw a little praise his way. I'm gonna I'm gonna make an exception and throw a coach into this thing. Michael Clay's done a nice job so far, Derek. If I had wait, to, wait, who who you heard you <laughs> you heard me. He has far expecti- uh, ex- exceeded expectations. I'm so worked up about Michael Clay, I can't even speak. Um, special teams have not been a problem, and even Braden Mann has kind of settled in. Where I'm yeah, not, yeah. you know, panic stricken when he when he drops back the punt. I'm liking it, but 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 but. Oh, you know here we this. go. You know this. Here we okay? go. Dallas has perhaps the most dangerous return yes. weapon in the game. Yes. Yes. Bar none. And their special teams are just very good in general with blocking punts and those yep. making plays. Okay. Yep. Yep. So I'm I'm saying right now on Thursday, I'm giving the guy praise. However, if Cavante Turpin goes bananas returning punts, then we got a problem, Derek Gunn. Then we have a problem. But I'm gonna give him his credit before the game is played. Good job, Michael Clay, so far. Um I won't say I won't say we have a problem unless I see a bigger sample size. If Turpin goes off on this game, um, not every team has a Avante Turpin back there. That's that's an exception to the rule. It will be a major disappointment. It will be a major ta- talking point. But I need to see what what they do after that. His his special teams have been so good this year. Yeah, every good special teams has a blip on the radar. You know. Yeah. Um, and if Turpin gets his, Turpin's paid to do what he does, and he does it well. Not only it's not just his straight ahead speed; it's a it's his ability to set up the illusion that he's going to go one way, and all of a sudden, boom! Yep. Like a bullet shot out of a gun, just just turns it back the other other way. Yeah, you know, you know, he's um, averaging twenty eight point four on return on kickoff. Yes, 
He had one, what, last week for 63 yards and set up a, a, a touchdown for Dallas. Yeah, the, the dude you know, is dangerous, man. He's the kind of guy, you give him a smaller – you can give him a smaller window than you give most return specialists, yep. and he will burn you in a, in a worse way. Yeah. Because just when you think you have an angle on him, you realize, uh-oh, I don't. Mm. Uh-oh. Uh, the other guy to so, watch for them – and, look, the Eagles – I go, go into every game feeling great about the Eagles kicker. Dallas's kicker has been money. He's eight. Brandon Aubrey, the rookie, is yeah. 18 for 18. Yes. And, and and he's six for six from 30 to 39. And he's three for three, 50 plus. And, and it's amazing. He's missed one extra point, but that's it. He's been he's been darn good for them. So they're, yeah, they're, well, it's yeah, a close he, game and they're, they're he's lining up. Be, be a little worried. That's all yeah, I'm saying. He, has, he hasn't played in a game of this magnitude. Let's see True. if he has ice water in his veins. Now he played against, he played against the Niners. Okay. That was a huge game yeah. because the, the, because the, uh, the, the moniker there was 49ers own Dallas, you know, and sure enough, they went out there and the 49ers just smacked them all up and down the field. But yeah. this is a bigger game. It's a division rivalry. First place is on the line. Let's see if he has ice water in his vein. And it's going to be cold also here. You know, let's see if he has ice water in his veins point. in this game. Yep. Good point. Yeah. All right. Let's come back. I'm going to hit you with over unders. Okay. Yeah. Got man. A bunch of over unders for this game, some of which are, are you know, from Vegas, some of which I, you know, incorporated for the purpose of our, our show here. So, We'll we'll dig into that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Derek Gunn. Snack break. Snack break. Oh, look out! Can't Halloween candy's about to get get damaged here. Snack break. All right, gotta go. There he goes. That's Derek. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take. All right, let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances can be a real challenge. And I have I had been there in front of that line for a very long time, but I can tell you from personal experience that someone I trust with my finances is Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Whether it's retirement planning. 401k review, insurance review. You might have a small business and you're trying to get your employee benefits off the ground. That is another resource that Jim can help you with. I have entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier at the way things have gone. I also appreciate that he's always there uh, when I reach out to him with questions. He will be there for you as well. 610-996-4751 is how you reach him. 610-996-4751. You can also email him, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y, dot jim at principal.com that's murray dot jim at principal.com go to get your game on go for the beers go for the cheers go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. They're carving him up and good play calling along the way. First and goal at the six. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. 
Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. We're back. Yes, we are. We are Sports Day. All right, what do we what do we indulge in, T Gun, during the break? What, what, do we, what do we dip into here? I had to go with the mini pack of Oreos. Oh, that's a good choice. Oh, that's a they're very so good. good. They're so good. They are. I'm the not trying. The problem to, is you uh, pound through a pack and you're ready for more, man. It's it's hard to just no, cut off. No, this is my limitation. This is it. This is it. There's six of them, so I got enough to get me through the next several breaks. Okay. <laughs> But that not Matt, you may need more enforcements after that. Well, reinforcements, we'll see. No, no, that's it. Okay. I'm it. I gotta I gotta cut back. This is it, man. All right, all this right. All right. Over unders. I'm gonna hit yes. you with a bunch from the Eagles Cowboys game. We're we're looking all forward right. here. Predictions, basically. The first one I'm gonna give you, this is actually a real number, okay, on the game. So the Eagles are three point favorites. The over under is 46 and a half. It was 47, it's 46 and a half as we sit here right now, depending on where you look. Do you? Th- I think you kind of answered this earlier. Yeah. You, you you think the game's going under forty six and a half? You think it's going to be a little bit more of a low scoring game than than some people may anticipate? I look at that game last year. Um, what was it? Forty to thirty four in Dallas. Whew. And that was with uh, that was against a better Eagles defense. Outside of CD CD Lamb. Nobody's really lighting it up in the the passing in, in the pass catching game for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about this a couple of days ago. Uh, I thought Brandon Cooks would be that that field stretcher that they needed. Look at his numbers; hasn't been the case. I thought Michael Gallup, all the way back from that knee injury that he had a couple of years ago, not the case. Yeah, you know, the tight end position, you know, um, has not been an integral part of this offense. Um, and the running game is the running game is so so, but nothing to write home about. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at the Eagles attacking this this Cowboys offense, two things. Number one, you've got to be able to thwart that that Dallas pass rush. And the Cowboys defend pretty good on the back end, you know. And their overall defense is number three in the league, which mm-hmm. is somewhat shocking, you know. Mm-hmm. Um 
You can get them on the ground. They don't give up a, a ton of yards, but you can get them on the ground. And I think this could be a turnover type game. And I think it could be like a 24, 20, you know, game like 23, 20. So I'm going to, I'm going to go under 46 and a half. I'm going to go under. Okay. Who knows? It could be a 31, 30 shootout. Who knows? But I'm going to go under based I on love what we've seen. Okay. You That's know, good. So it's, it's a bit of a, con, a contrasting contrarian view. I, I like yeah, the over. Yeah. I think there are going to be a lot of points scored in the game yeah. and, and, Turnovers could play into it. Turnovers also mean points. Um, I think that that Jalen is going to continue to have the success he's had in the air the last few weeks. Uh, I think the yep. Eagles will run the ball. And, and being real, Dallas is going to be able to score some points too in the air. I, I think I think Ceedee Lamb is going to have a big game. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if Brandon Cooks with his wheels gets a little bit more involved than they had, had than he has been so far this year for them. I think uh, I think we're looking at points. I think we're looking at a game maybe in the 30s again from both teams, and that's mm. kind of the way it's gone. The Eagles have gotten in the 30s the last couple of weeks. I, I think we're yeah. looking at something similar here. Uh, I do. I, All right. I'm, I'm so intrigued by what, seeing this matchup if it if it goes down. Deron Bland and, and uh, AJ. You know, Deron Bland is really good. I'm telling you, man. You look at you look at he's he's only what giving up six passes through seven games. Yeah, or six games. I think Dallas is yes, yes. One game up. You know. Quarterbacks are not having a lot of success throwing his way. He's dangerous. But then again, quarterbacks don't have AJ Brown at their disposal. That is, to me, that's one of the the biggest matchups, one of the biggest key matchups in this entire game, because that dude, I'm telling you what, he might be young, but he is he is savvy when it comes to stepping in front of passes. Yeah, taking him to the house. Yeah, I'll tell you, if they, if AJ torches him, who. I mean, he is he is just on a heater, man. If that, yeah, if that continues yeah. against that guy who's who's gotten the amount of interceptions that he's gotten so far this year. Yeah. Uh, all right. Over under 140 rushing yards total for the Eagles. Buck said, 40. Under. Under. I think this is going to be more of a passer game than a, than a running game. Uh, so I will say under 140. But I do believe they can get around 115, 120. Force Dallas try to play a little bit more uh, honest defensively. And which which might open up things for them through the passing game as well. Uh, so I'm going to put I'm going to say under 140 for sure. I'm going to say under also. Um, I, I, Dallas is not great against the run, no. but if Jalen Hurts is injured the way that he is, I don't see him running much. Which right, it's going to essentially just be. Uh, you know, DeAndre Swift and maybe, maybe, you know, mixing in, hopefully getting some kind of production out of Kenneth Gainwell, et cetera. I don't know that it's going to be enough to get you 140. So I, I think they're going to be in like the 120 ish, 125 range, somewhere that number, like near the number that you just threw out there. Mm. And I think that's a, that's a pretty fair number. And if that's, that's not necessarily a bad thing, if that's where they are uh, against the Cowboys, I don't think that means they're in trouble or anything like that. Well, considering what their running numbers have looked like the last three games, I'll take that, you know, yeah. Dallas gives up 109 yards a game rushing, but here's the thing. They're only giving up 17 points a game, except for that blowout loss to uh, the Niners. Um, they're not giving up a lot of points. Yep. If you think about it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so I think it's going to be real interesting to see how much that Dallas pass rush forces Jalen to move around, you know, especially with that knee bruise. Now, mm-hmm. again, the Eagles keep calling it a knee bruise. I think it's a little bit more than that, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Mm-hmm. You know, Jalen yesterday, when somebody asked him about his knee, smiled, got up and walked off the podium. 
Said he ain't talking about it. Jalen yeah. ain't telling you nothing. Why would you give the, the opposition any more information than they need to know? He's the last guy you are. who would do something like that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm not giving up that information. You know, so I understand people are going to probe and prod, and he understands that. Yep. You know, now when you when you look at who Dallas has played, the Giants, the Jets, Arizona, New England, and 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 the Chargers, you know. They, they've held all of those teams to 17 points or less. They gave up 42 to the Niners. The Eagles offense is, is, is just as explosive, if not more explosive than the 49ers, yeah. especially with the way the Niners offenses regressed the last three weeks. They've scored 17 points a game the last three games, you yeah. know? So, so that's a big reason why the Niners are, are have, have, have fallen down the pecking order. Um, I don't see the Dallas defense holding, uh, the Eagles under 20 points. There's okay. no way. There's yeah. no way this is going to happen. Uh, little news. A.J. Brown, not shockingly, has been named the Offensive Player of the Month in the NFC. 700 receiving yards, five touchdowns in October. Uh, since he came into the NFL, he's had 16 touchdowns uh, with one yard or less of separation, most in the NFL, meaning he catches balls in traffic. But he is the NFC Offensive player of the month. That's a that's a that's an awesome acknowledgement of what this guy's doing. That's cool. Who else? Who else would you even? No, he had to win it. I agree with you. He had to win. It's still really cool, though. No, there's no question that he was the offensive player of the month. What he's done is simply phenomenal. Yeah. And again, this is not the easiest catches in the world. He's made some of them. You know, and that man is basically putting every DB on notice every time they line up against him. Yeah. Uh, all right. Continue with the over-unders here. Over-under three and a half sacks for the Eagles. Three and a half for the Eagles as a team. Over. Prescott. Over. Over. Good. That's over a good three sign. And a half. Over. Over. Okay. Well, it is, but it isn't. I mean, they got him six times last year. He still threw for almost 350 on them, mm-hmm. you know. And this, this past defense is not what that past defense was a year ago. Um you you not only have to get him down, you got to get the ball out of his hands, slap that ball out of his hands because he will, he will give you an opportunity to get him. What has he been sacked? 17 times. Yep. Which is not a high volume through, through what do they play? Six games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which seven, is seven, uh, games? seven games, seven, seven games. Yeah. yeah. So, which is not a high volume for seven games, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta catch him when he's not looking and slap that ball out of his hand. The back end has a hold, hold the line for at least an additional second just allow that front to get that much closer to him, to alter his pass, to alter his throwing motion, uh, maybe block his view when he's looking at certain lanes. I think they'll get over three and a half sacks. Okay. But I also think Dallas will get over three and a half sacks. They could. Time. They could. Hey, update here, just speaking of that. So uh, Mike McCarthy's meeting with the media in Dallas. He said that Tyron Smith, uh, their left tackle, he's dealing with a neck issue, will not yep. practice today. He's, uh, they're going to have him do footwork and – walkthroughs the next two days and in, in, in hopes that he may practice on, on Saturday and play on Sunday. He's missed okay. three games uh, this year due to injuries, but he's, his status is very much up in the air right now. So we don't know. That could be a big – that's a big Josh, piece of this one. Josh Sweat. It's Josh, Josh Sweat. Sweat Sunday. Yes, sir. Josh Sweat Sunday, baby. I'm yep. telling you. All right, well, let, let's go there. Uh, I, I have him at one. Over under sacks for, for Josh Sweat, one. Ooh, over under for Josh – if if Tyron Smith doesn't play, definitely over. Oof. If he does play, it's a push. 
<laughs> I put it at a push. Okay. I can't say under. All right. I think he'll, he'll slip past Tyron at least one time and get and get to Dak. But if Dak doesn't play, definitely over. Over under Micah Parsons with a sack. I'm going to put it at a half because the Eagles have done a pretty Ooh, good job against him. Half. Yeah, you know what? When he as, as much as he racks up all these stacks against other teams, you know when you think when you think about it, he's been a no show in a lot of ways against the Eagles. They've done a nice job against them. They've they done, and and they move him up and down the line trying to find you know the weak link in the in the, in the fence. But they've done a pretty good job of of, of uh, neutralizing Micah. So you said a half, half. Just does he, does he get one or does he not get one? I, I, he's going to get one. He's going right, to get one. I think it's over. Yeah. I think he gets one. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I, he's I, definitely he's going to get one. Yeah, you just can't let him kill you. You got to no. contain, not kill. Um, over under two and a half tush push attempts attempts in the game. Okay, over, over. Okay. This is gonna be this is gonna be a number of third and one, fourth and one type situations, and probably a goal line situation. So yes, you said three and a half. Yes, two and a half, two and a half. Oh, two and a half. Yeah, I'm putting it over. Definitely over. All yes. right, all right, all right. What about I, you? I feel like they get at least three a game. It, it feels like yeah. it's at least three attempts a game. You know, and depending on what the like, it's it doesn't just have to be inches. It could be a yard. Now they've expanded it out a little bit more. So yeah, I think you're gonna get that many uh, attempts for sure. Yeah. Um, over under 85 yards rushing for DeAndre Swift. Ooh. Well, this will be the difference if they're one-dimensional or not here. Ooh. They're gonna need they're gonna need him. Wow. Man, that's a t- I'll let you go first on this one. Uh I think he goes over. I think they're gonna put an emphasis on running the ball. I don't think I told you I don't think they get 140, but I, I think he gets in the 90s. Somewhere in the 90s, you're not going to get a ton from anybody else. I'm going over, over DeAndre, and he gets back to looking like the guy that we saw earlier in the season. Yes. Well, if we agree, they get under 140 yards rushing, but over 100 yards total, DeAndre is going to have to get the bulk of that because Gainwell is just not hitting the hole with authority like he did last year for whatever reason. Uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna ride I'm gonna ride the wave with you. I'm going to go over in this case. Okay. All right. Uh over under cutaways of Jerry Jones, two and a half on the Fox production. We're getting oh. the A team, by the way. Oh, we get Kevin def- Burkhart and yeah. Greg Olson, who are the who is the A team now. Oh, definitely you're gonna see that 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 with weathered mug more than two and a half times in the game. There's no question. There's no question you're gonna see him more. It would especially if the Cowboys are losing. Yeah, you're gonna see that sad, wrinkled look, you know, standing there in the in the, in the private suite, you know. Uh, yes. Oh, no question about it. More than two and a half. Yeah. This one's a lock. We might have this by like midway through the second quarter. What? At at least that you're going to have, you're going to have one shot probably when the game opens Right. And a few more base. If the Cowboys score a touchdown, you're going to see him up there with his arms raised, high five and his, his his, his son and everybody else. His hand paid, uh, entourage, (laughs) you know, his, his paid friends that are in the his paid friends, paid entourage. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Uh CD Lamb over under 130 receiving yards. Under. 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 Hey, they held Tyreek Hill to 88. Ooh. Under. Okay. Yeah, okay. you know, as, as as much as that pass defense concerns me. See, CD Lamb does a lot of his damage going on these crossing routes. Not deep routes, but crossing routes, and then turning up. 
So if they, you know, they're committed to keeping everything in front of them. CeeDee Lamb will do some damage, but I think he'll be under 130 yards. He'll be like right. 100, That's a good sign. I, I, think, I think he's over. Yeah. I think he's over. I'm worried about that. I am worried oh, about that. Oh, okay. All right, let's stay on why, that. Wait, why do you think he's over? Uh, because I don't think they're going to be able to cover him. I don't think me, the Eagles defensive backs can handle him. I don't. Let me, let me take a quick look here at Mr. Lamb's. Uh, overall input into I mean, the he's Dallas having a very good year. year. He's not having an AJ Brown Tyree Kill year, but he's he's having a good year for sure. He's he has 633 yards receiving and only three touchdowns. He's had only three games. Now get this: he's had only three games over 100 receiving yards. His best game is the game he's coming off right now against the Rams. Yeah. So he's had 143, 117, and 158 against the Rams. His other games have been 77, 53, 36, 49. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm saying under. In this okay. Under. Now, you may be right. You may very well be right about that. All right. Um, 80 yards receiving for Devontae Smith over under. They're going to try to take A.J. out of the game. Devontae's got to step it up. I'm going to say over. Over 80 yeah. for, eight for, for Devontae. I know he's frustrated, not getting more looks. This could be his game. You okay. know, where he gets more looks. So, yes, I'll say over. Over under 280 passing yards for Dak. Uh, over because they won't be able to run the ball. They won't All be able right. to run the ball with authority. And they don't have a dominant run game like they've had in years past. The running game is, is exclusively used to set up the passing game. I'll say he definitely has over 280 passing out of necessity. I'll hit you with the very same number for Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Um, ooh. Uh, I'm concerned about their ability to run the ball. I mean, trends, they're trends for a reason. And if, if Dallas is looking at the previous pre-teams uh, that, that played them, and, and obviously the Jets had uh, success against it and, and got the ball, I'm going to say Dallas makes every concerted effort to, 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 uh, to slow up this Eagles running attack. So I'm going to say Jalen's going to have over 300 also passing. Okay. If you look at his, with the way he's trending, 319 last week, 279 the week before, 280 the week before, 303 the week before that, 319 the week before that. So he's – Over three. Yeah, he's he's been pretty pretty much over that for the most part, yep. uh, the, the way that it's gone the last uh, yep. you know, yep. six, seven games, whatever, five games, five, six games. Um, Dallas Goddard, four and a half catches. Oh. Yeah, it's a that's a tough number. It's oh. right kind of where you where you think it would be with him. I'm going to say over because if Jalen stands back there that extra second waiting for AJ to free himself, um, that means he's going to have to float outside and hit his safety valve. And so I'm going to say Dallas is going to have over five catches this game. Over you five? said four, you said a four and a half. Yes, I said get Goddard's going to have over five catches this game because Jalen's going to have to look to him on, on on a check down more times than he wants to mm-hmm. in this game. Okay, Cowboys secondary is no slouch when it comes to defending the pass. They're pretty they're pretty good against defending. No, the they pass. are they are. Uh, I'm so, I'm uh, looking yeah I'm looking at Goddard his his last few games. All right, so four catches last week, yep. five the week before. Yep. Five the week before that, eight the week before that. Yep, it's it's gonna be pretty close. You know, if that yeah, that I'm up. I'm going over I'm going over four and a half. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I like the over. Uh, Hassan Reddick, one. 
one second. Over. Over. Let's see. Who's on that right side for the Cowboys here? Let's see here. Depth charge. Right tackle for the Cowboys is Terrence Steele. Terrence Steele, um, a lot of people were shocked <clears throat> when he was he emerged as a starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's played well for them. But I don't think he's ready for what Hassan Reddick is going to bring. You know, Terrence Steele is a big boy, 6'6", 3'10". Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say over for, for Reddick. Okay, okay. Uh, this is a key one here, I think, in, in a lot of ways because it, it'll determine red zone success for the Eagles. Over under three field goal attempts for Jake Elliott. Oh, come on, man. I know. Never <coughs> said this was going to be wow. easy. Here. Wow. Push, push. Push right at three. My push, right. Yeah, right at three. Push. Should have gone a half. I should have worked the half in. Again. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to say that's a push. I'm taking the easy way out. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, over under one turnover forced by the Eagles. They have not been good at taking the ball away this year for the most part. Cowboys have done a really good job protecting the football this year. Yep. Um, Eagles had the blanket chip interception last week. The week before they had Slay had one. So they've had one last couple of weeks, but can they, where are they in your estimation? Over that, under that, pushing that? I'm going to say because it's Dak, even though Dak is, is protected the ball better this year, I'm going to say in a game of this magnitude, uh, you know, adrenaline rushes sometimes force you to do things both good and bad that you don't want to do. I think I can't say the Eagles are going to win the turnover battle, but I'll say they get more than one turnover in this game. Okay. That's a good sign. Now, Where are you? I think they get one. I think it's right on the one. Ooh. It's ooh, either going to be a strip sack. Obviously, it's either. I think they might get a strip sack of Dak. That's, that's where I think they get their turnover. I think Hassan Reddick gets a strip sack. The Eagles recover. Really? Yes. You have little faith in your defense to rise to the occasion. I'm. I. I mean, you may not be able to tell. I'm very concerned about the defensive backs in this game. I am. No. Dallas right now is plus six in the turnover ratio. They've done a good job. They've only they've only turned the ball over six times all season. Mm -hmm. You know, four interceptions and two fumbles. Yeah. So they don't turn they don't turn the ball over. As a matter of fact, they're like number two, tied for number two in the league. Yep. Tied for number two in the league in terms of of turnovers. Yeah. Yep. Oof. They they have been good at that. All right. Well, let, let's go. Let's go with the same same sort of along the same lines. I'm going to set it at one and a half. Are the Eagles over or under turning the ball over one and a half times? Uh, over. <laughs> I say over. Mm. This is going to be a fumble somewhere, and there's going to be a pick somewhere. So I'm definitely going to say over. Okay. Uh, yes, in this game. Because that has been such an issue for them all year, man. And it, I mean, it, I, it, it's something that they, it's got to get cleaned up. And it, they were so good at that the last guy. And Jalen's been so good at it. That's what's really strange. He's got 11. Yeah. Yeah. Well, da- Dallas has generated 13 takeaways in seven games. Yeah. And nine of those are interceptions. Impressive considering they've done it without Trayvon Diggs for most yes. of the year. Yes. Yes. I bet Jerry Jones is kicking himself, giving Trayvon that kind of money. When if they, if he if they could have foreseen the future and realized what this kid Deron Blank can do, they probably would have held off and given Trayvon that kind of money. I agree. But you just don't know when it comes to a young player like that. But again, can't say it enough. One man's injury is another man's opportunity, and man, is this Bland kid taking advantage of of this right now? Yeah. 
So uh, last one over under one and a half touchdowns for AJ Brown. Oh, I say over, over. Okay. They're going to have to get him the ball. You know, they're going to have to get him the ball. Um, um, uh, yeah. Uh, whoever scores for the Eagles, AJ will be prominently figured into this. So I'm going to say over. Okay. What about you? Uh, I'm going to say it's under. I think he gets one. I think okay. he gets one. It doesn't mean he's not going to have a good day. I think he will have a big day, but I think it's going to be one. Now, you came up with a great list yes. of over-unders. You omitted one, and I'm surprised you being as thorough as you are, Mr. Ellis, that you omitted All one. All right, hit me with it. All right, here you go. Yeah. Over-under on Eagles red zone touchdowns. Oh. Two. Two. <laughs> Oh, this is tough. Now keep in mind they went three for five last week. They were better. They were they were, they were definitely better. better. Uh, uh but Dallas only gives up 17 points a game and they're pretty stout inside their 20. Oh man. Uh, over under red uh, <laughs> brotherly tough says push. <laughs> That's what I would say. Good answer. Uh I'm putting it at two over under. Over. Oh, over. Yes. Wait, wait. Are you saying that as a wishful fan? No, I'm saying it no, as an objective as an journalist. I'm saying it as an analyst. I think they go over. I think they're going to have. Over. I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say three for five in the red zone. Wow. Three for five. Three for five is fair. Okay. Yeah. All, yeah. Right. All right. All right. I, I think they will. I think they will handle their business. I think Dallas Goddard gets one in the red zone. I think AJ Brown gets one Ooh. in the red zone. I think they will run one in either Jalen, even though the knee's a little gimpy, or Devontae Smith or DeAndre Swift, either one. I think I'll go with any of those three scenarios. So they Ooh, get Eric, Eric Winters. Eric Winters, good question. Julio. Julio get another team. Good one. Okay. Uh, let's, let's set it at, at, at one touchdown. I'm going to say under. But he is a red zone threat. He got one in the red yep, zone last yep. week. That's a good. It's a good question. Jeff Bone, the bonehead, says, D-Gun going to make me some money. Hey, Jeff, if I make you some money, man, I want 15%. <laughs> I'm going to trust you on your honesty. Yeah, right. If I make you some money, I want 15% of your winnings for helping sway your opinion. Yeah, good luck. Good luck with that. All right. Does, like, does Julio get, get one? Does, does he get one? Does he get one? They're going to be so concerned. Yes. I'm going to say Julio gets one. He sneaks he, one he in there. one. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Let's get a timeout. We'll do a little combo platter when we come back. We, uh, we'll, we'll go through some of the things that Daryl Morey had to say yesterday, uh, his press conference after the Harden trade. And we'll look at the best games this week in the NFL, starting with the, the Germany game, which is a really good game. Dolphins Chiefs, then it's the Seahawks Ravens, then it's the Bills Bengals, and we'll also dive into the Chargers and the Jets. They're the games that we'll do. After that, we'll preview tonight's game between the Steelers and the Titans. There's some injury update news in that game that you're going to want to hear as well. And we'll dive into all things NFL. A little later, Billy Crocker from Eastern University, their head coach. We'll talk about Bob Knight's passing, the Flyers. We've got a lot to do uh, throughout the course of the rest of the program. So don't go anywhere. That's Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Proaction Restoration. Proaction Restoration is the place that you turn to if you have a, a home or a business or a property that you own and you're affected by water, fire, smoke, or mold damage to that property because you're not really sure how to clean it up, how to fix it, how to stop the problem, who to reach out to. Well, ProAction Restoration are the folks that you reach out to. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. That means on a Saturday. That means on a Sunday. That means on a holiday. That means at night. That means early in the morning. Whatever the case may be, if you're having an issue, you reach out to them, and they will get there. 
Uh, they are licensed, bonded, and fully insured, and they've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, water, fire, smoke, mold damage, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760. You could also uh, reach out to them online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. you own a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program assures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Win and save this baseball season from Colony Pools and Power Washing, a local company serving Delaware, Delco, and Chester County since 1970. Are you tired of looking at your greenhouse? Is your roof, siding, deck stained green from algae and mold? Let the experts pressure wash your home and take the pressure off of you. Win with Colony Pools and Power Washing. Call them now at 302-762-2250. That's 302-762-2250.
We are back. Thanks for hanging with us. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. He's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. Uh, all right, Gunner. So uh, the Daryl Morey uh, met with the uh, with the media yesterday to discuss the James Harden trade, and a bunch of takeaways um, from it. You know, he talked about how excited he is about having the cap space and the flexibility to be able to do a lot of things. You know, possibly move guys. He didn't say this, but I mean, reading between the lines about the possibility of moving guys in season, uh, 92 likes and counting gunner. We got a long way to go. We got to go 108 to go here to get to your 200. Mute it. My friend mute it. Still mute it. No, I'm not. I don't, no, 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 I'm not fake news. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so let's uh, if we could, we're, we're, our goal is two hundred uh, by the end of the program. So let's see what we can do. But uh, no, I, I mean, I, I think he's right. You have basically on the books after the season, it's Joel Embiid, it's Jaden Springer, and it's it, you know if you're assuming they re-sign Tyrese Maxey, which they'd be insane if they didn't. Uh, everybody else, you clear the deck with everybody else, and you can become real players in free agency. So they, they yeah. are set up pretty well as far as that goes. All they have to do now is is navigate through this season and give Sixers fans hope. That's all they have to do, you know, which they can do. You know, when you think about looking at this team now, I know it's a small sample, but I like what I'm seeing from the nucleus and how Nick Nurse is using his players. You know, they're playing good defense. Um, you know, Uber, Uber, what's his name? Kelly Uber, um, Kelly Uber has, yeah. been a, has been a pleasant surprise. Um, in terms of uh, scoring off the bench, and as I and as I said the other day when we had Pompey on, and we found out afterwards, I'd insert him into the starting lineup, which is what they're doing now. And, and yeah. putting De'Anthony starting Melton, tonight, Melton, yep. yeah, putting DeAnthony Melton on the bench and bringing him off the bench. Um, I like what I've seen, and right now the schedule is favorable for them. They already beat Toronto once up in Toronto. Now they get another shot at them here tonight. You know, and Toronto's coming off a big win over the Bucks. Oh. I hated to see that. Oh, they smoked the Bucks. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah, you know, but that's basketball. So um, I, I like what I like where the Sixers are. It's disappointing at how they arrived to this point. Frustrating, yes, but I think um, there are better days ahead. And I don't just mean this season. I mean we have to start looking into next season with the ability to maneuver now in free agency. Who knows? They might be able to move a piece or two before the trade deadline now and get something we're not even thinking about that can help them in the stretch run of this season. It makes the team better. And if they can sign whoever they get to a long-term deal, if they like them and add what they can add in, in, in the summer, the team looks a whole lot better if if Joel decides to stay, if he wants to stay. Yeah, if he's willing to have the patience. That's the big yeah. thing. I don't know. You know, we sit here right now and – it is set up well to be able to maneuver this offseason. And they'll still be a good team this year. Like, if I look at the East, and Terry wants a little bit more B-ball Paul, I, I get that. Um, you will yeah. see a lot of B-ball Paul. I think eventually B-ball Paul will be the, one of the starters when, right. once they sort of figure all this out. We'll see. He play that tougher I mean, role. I, I will say this. I know we're barely, we're barely scratching the surface of the NBA season. But like I said before, that Boston team looks nasty. Yeah, oh Boston's no Boston's really good. Oh but, my goodness. You know, I I've watched a bunch of the other teams. Like I've watched the Knicks, I've watched the Cavaliers, I've watched the Heat. I think the Sixers are you can make a case for the number three team in the East. 
It's definitely Boston and Milwaukee, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. But I think the Sixers are next. Now, to, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. I mean, they can, no, no, no. They can turn it. It's, we're all, it's all about getting past the second round. And um, Miami, Miami's hurting right now. Miami's struggling. Oh yeah, Miami, Miami lost some really glue kind of guys. You know, Gabe Vincent and Stroop. Yeah, man. Those are yep. glue guys that yep. you don't just, you know, replace easily. So that's a big deal. Um, but even even so, I got to tell you, and I'll get more into what Maury said. I found the Sixers watching him this year very refreshing. Like, yep. I like the offense that Nick Nurse is running. It's it's It feels like it's much more of a flowing kind of offense. Yep. I think it, it suits Maxi well. I think it suits Tobias Harris well. I think yeah. so far so good with Embiid. Um, you know, what they're getting from Oubre, who's a, a minimum contract guy, like he's paying him nothing, yeah. is instant offense. Like, uh, And he's actually defending a little bit better than I thought he would. Yeah. So far, fun to watch. I think they win tonight. The Toronto team they're playing tonight is not very good, in my estimation. No. He could very easily be a 3 and one team. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> the offense doesn't have to just flow through, Jane, uh, through Joel uh, at this point. Uh, the perimeter play is better, you know. Um, I like everything I've seen about them so far. And again, it's a small sample size. I got to see him play, you know, the better teams, um, especially the teams from the West. You know, I'm going to see him match up against those teams as well. Um, but I have no complaints right now. And I'm sure Nick Nurse is so happy to be rid, rid of that dark cloud hovering over the organization. He can just focus on coaching his team up and getting them to play the best that they can play. And, Tyler, you're right. I think the Sixers win this game tonight against Toronto. Yeah, I I, I think so, too. Um, so, all right, beyond, beyond that, just more things from Maury. I, I Derek, I listened to it, and I read it. And he, he still has a fascination with Harden. Like, he mentions at one point, hopefully, you know, this can be water under the bridge, and we can be good to go when he's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. It's like he's still like, and I, I like at one point he did say, I know people don't care what the GM's feelings are; they're all about the wins. He, he did say that, but like, he's got this fascination with it. like, move on, man. Whatever. Let me let me let me let me ask you like this, Rob. Yeah. Put your put yourself in Maury's shoes. You were embarrassed all summer by that guy just slinging your name in the mud. You never said anything. Yep. You stayed behind closed doors. Hey, we even asked him to be on the show. I asked him. I asked him to be on the show. He said, "I'm not talking right now." I said, "Okay, yeah. I, I can respect that." You know, what ex- what do you expect him to say at this point? You know, uh, now that he's gone, we can breathe easier. No, you're just adding fuel to the fire. What as a as a high ranking executive of a a, a, a corporation, mm-hmm. I've got to take the high road. You know, I've got to be bigger than the guy who's much. This is just me personally, my personality, my beliefs. You know, you can fire shots at me all day, but I come down to your level if I return to fire. No, I listen. I agree with that. No, I listen. I agree with that in life. And I agree with that, especially if you're an executive. It it would have done him no good to start doing a back and forth with Harden. I totally agree with that. Uh it wouldn't have benefited you in a trade. It wouldn't have benefited no, you. It's just a no. bad look. I, I I agree with you. But now that we're past it, I, I just don't need him sort of like longing for like the, the to be his buddy again. It's it's just kind of like move on, dude. Like that's all. I mean, it's not a big deal. It's me being petty. Stop, stop being so hardcore. I know. All right. Yeah, well, I think I think he said it perfectly. I hope we can mend the fence one day. 
Yeah. I think he said it perfectly. I think he said exactly what he should have said in this situation. Hey, I understand how he feels about me right now, but I hope we can mend the fence one day. I still have a lot of respect and admiration for what James Harden does as a professional athlete, what he brings to the equation of any team. I, I would, because you know what? Other players are looking and listening to this also. Oh, I agree. I agree. And you have to take into consideration, do I want to play for somebody like that? Even those those are the same players that might stoop to James's level. They're thinking, man, I don't want to play for this guy. If you're going to trash me like that. Right. Even if you say, well, you started it, you know, like kids. You started No, I didn't. You did. I, I think you t- took the high road. All right. Now, this is perhaps the biggest mm-hmm. takeaway. Terry's right on this. Lori wanted to wait, but Josh, Josh Harris told him to make the deal. Mm-hmm. I think it's right. So at one point he talks about how he didn't think James was being that disruptive, okay? Which this is where I think he's got his blinders on. And he didn't think it, it would have been that big a deal if they kept him around and kind of waited it out. And a, there's a lot of talk that Josh Harris got involved with Steve Ballmer, who's the crazy owner from the Clippers, and 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 finished this thing off because yeah. Harris had the, the, the smarts, and I'm going to give Josh Harris credit here too, which I don't do a lot. But to see uh-huh. that this thing – this is just to see that this is not a good idea to keep this guy sitting on the bench or hanging around. It's not good for anybody. Let's move on. So good for Josh Harris, but it also tells me again, where Maury's kind of in this la la land when it comes to Harden, like it would not have been a good idea to have this further drag out. And I think they did get good compensation in return. I I think Maury somewhere in the back of his mind felt that we hold on a little bit longer. We can get better than what's being presented to us. And then the owner steps in and says, look, I don't care what you do at this point. I want this dude off my payroll, you know. And when the owner gives a mandate as an executive, as an underling, you make it happen real quick, you know. So you finally give an okay, fine, we'll take what you're offering. Because we heard the story, that after the deal was consummated, we heard the story, Josh Harris mandated get rid of him, number one. And number two, the deal was done, number three, Sixers did get a first-round pick out of the deal. It may yep. not be what they wanted. Got two first-round picks out of the deal. It may not be what they wanted, you know, in terms of, of, of personnel. You know, we kept hearing the story. They wanted Terrence Mann, you know, and the Clippers were saying he ain't part of the equation. Mm-hmm. And it kept going back and forth to finally, fine, give us the four, give us the three older guys and, and the other uh, and other guy. We'll, t- we'll take it. Just give it to us. We're done with this. You know, I, I think it got to that point. It's, I mean, that's what it boils down to. Yeah. You know. Uh, the owner, the owner says, "I want him out. I want him out of here. I don't care what." I think James would have been a de- constant detriment uh, if he was still here, sitting on the bench. You know, who knows? He might have started faking a hamstring injury again. You know, I can't play yet. Sitting on the bench, P- possibly no show at practice when he felt like it. Now, remember, that story leaked out in the summer um, that James. What James did in training camp was just a sample of what's to come in terms of how he plans on being disruptive. Yep. See, that tells me he was going to pull this stuff all season long and show up when I want to, not show up. You know, so Josh Harris is not on. We're not going through this. Yeah, good, and good for Josh Harris. Yeah, I, yeah. I like it. And again, you know, you you could either try to do your best to just, just add the guys, the pieces that you add. I mean, look, you brought in toughness with Morris. You brought in a guy who could defend in Covington. They're both at the end. I get it. Uh, Batum, who can hit a shot for you at the end. You brought in an athletic guy in K.J. Martin. See how they fit with all the parts. 
maybe who knows? Maybe this chemistry is just so good with this team that it could be the year that you you, you make mm-hmm. the unexpected run when everybody's mm-hmm. given up on you. Or doesn't look like they're doing much for you. Teams always want expiring contracts, make trades, load up on draft picks, then go crazy in the offseason when you have guys like Siakam and Clay Thompson available. Mm-hmm. Like that's what mm-hmm. you do. That's it. And they're in a good, whereas there was, there wasn't a lot of hope before. Now there's hope. That's the way I look at it. You know, in the NBA players get what they want more so than any other sport I've seen. No doubt. You know, know, not just get traded, but to get traded where they want to go. You force the hand because so many of these players have these no trade clause or they have, you know, five teams they would play for and other teams are not even in consideration. They, they, they handcuff the front office in a lot of ways with their ability to dictate where they want to play and win, you know. Uh, and James Harden falls in that category. Uh, he wanted to go to the Clippers all the time. Well, he got to go to the Clippers. And the Sixers didn't get exactly what they wanted for him, but they got enough to feel like they, they're saving face in this deal. Yep, yep. Yeah. No hey, who, hey, wait a minute. Who's putting out here that D-Gun is a Vikings fan? You people nuts? Vikings? I've he's, seen the anti, several, he's the anti-Viking fan. Yeah, I'm like, what? Se- like several people here talking about D-Gun is a Vikings fan. Incorrect. Really? Incorrect. No. Another team yeah. in that division, but not hey, that look, team. Man, all you yeah. people, all you people better put the pipes down. Put them down. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Put the ayahuasca down. Uh, put the ayahuasca down, baby. All right. So uh switching gears, uh, Derek, to the uh to the NFL. We do have some good games. And we'll get to tonight's game in a minute, but good games this weekend. Let's, Let's start see. with the Germany game. Let's Let's start see. with the Dolphins and the Chiefs. You know, uh, you have a, a Chiefs team that's coming off a loss where they looked you know, really bad right, uh, right. to the Denver Broncos. And you have a Dolphins team that bounced back last week after they lost the previous week to the Eagles. So if you look at this from the AFC standings, Dolphins six and two, Chiefs six and two, Ravens six and two, Jaguars mm-hmm. six and two. So you have, you have mm-hmm. all four teams that are leading the division at six and two. This is a very tight race of the AFC. This is a big game. No question about it for jockeying for a position for that number one overall seat, which is going to be huge in the AFC this year. You know, Kansas City, again, has the fourth-ranked defense in the NFL, and guess what? They're giving up 16 points a game. Miami's giving up 25 points a game, you know. Um, Steve Spagnuolo's got a game plan. Steve Spagnuolo, Steve Spagnuolo's defense will be ready. Now, Kansas City's offense has not been the offense we've seen in previous years compared to this year. But they are a crafty offense. You know, they're still very crafty crafty offense. I guarantee you, Miami will not hold Kansas City's offense without a touchdown this week. I and mean, even though it's a neutral side game, I'm take I'm taking Kansas City in this game. Based uh, on the fact what? Yeah. No, go you know, ahead. Based, sorry. No, based on the fact Kansas City blows up their numbers against lesser teams and get punked by, by better teams like Buffalo and, and the Eagles, I'm gonna take Kansas City in this game. Kansas City's a, is minus one and a half at a quote unquote neutral field in Germany. They're, That's they're a minus one and a yeah. half. Yeah. I, I like Kansas City in this game. I'm yes. I don't I don't all the way buy into Miami. I don't. I, I I've seen what they did against the the Bills and I saw what they did against the Eagles. And uh they need to prove it to me against an elite upper echelon team like Kansas City. Until they do, and, and, and they, until they prove me wrong, I, I'm I'm going, I'm going KC. I'm not buying the Dolphins no, and Kansas no. City's defense is much improved. Ooh, I never thought Kansas year. City's defense. Once Chris Jones came back, oh my goodness, the light switch went on. Mm-hmm. You know, and that defense is balling. And, and 
And so I don't think I don't think Miami's putting up 30 points on Kansas City's defense, to be yep. honest with you. Yeah. Uh, Spags is doing a really good job there. Yes, you know, JM, Kansas City is second best pass. That's correct. There people just think that they're autumn, it's just offense with them. It's not just offense no. with them. No. They, they are mm-hmm. they are far superior defensively than where they were. Uh, last year, so that that's going to be a fun one. It's going to be interesting to watch a game in Germany, right? Uh, to see what that yeah. looks like. Yeah. And I also just love, you know, if you're if you're a, 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 a someone who consumes a lot of NFL, you get to go basically from nine thirty in the morning till about eleven thirty at night after the Sunday yes. night game ends. Yes. Now, if you live on the West Coast, you got to get up at six thirty. You want to see that first game? Yeah. I'm not doing it. I love football. I'm not getting up at 6.30. I'm no, sorry. that that would be really – you've lived that life. That would be really weird for me watching an NFL game yeah, at 6.30 uh, in the morning. Very I'm, weird. I'm not, I'm not doing that. No, Oof. it's not going to happen. Um, all right, the other one. This is another one. Excellent matchup here. Seahawks-Ravens. Um, you Ooh. know, th- this is this game's in Baltimore. And uh, you're talking about two, a 5-2 and two Seahawks team and a 6-2 and two <clears throat> Ravens team where Lamar Jackson's really starting to come on. Um, Seattle has been able to have a nice balance with Kenny, Kenneth Walker and Gino and that passing crew and their defense is much better. They've added pieces to the defense. Uh, Leonard Williams goes over there this week. This is a nice one. We talk so much about the Baltimore offense. I, I think the defense deserves some love. That defense is number two, giving up 15 and a half points a game. The defense is playing extremely well. Yep. And I think Seattle's running into a buzzsaw. As much as I like Seattle's team and the additions they've made, they're playing. If they were playing Seattle, I would look at this a little differently, even in a low scoring tight game. But I'm taking Baltimore at home because of the way they're playing overall. Yeah. And to me, it's as much because the the defense is getting the ball back for that offense. I I didn't think Baltimore's defense would be that good. Their defense has been lights out, flying around the field, making plays, getting off the field, getting the ball back for the offense. I'm going to take Baltimore at home over Seattle. Yeah, I, I have to see Seattle, the the dome team. Well, they're not a dome technically, I guess, but I need to see Seattle go on the road and 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 show me in this spot against this Baltimore team. That's that's what I need to see. Uh, a warrior, a warrior's rage. Casey starting to look like the Eagles team under Andy Reid. I think Casey is going to start to have the same results. No receivers, mm. deep runs coming up short. Yeah, mm. I mean, the only thing I would say to that is um, they didn't really have what you would call stud receivers last year. Mm. Um, I, I get the comp. Like, I get the comp the where they're a good yeah. defensive team and Andy feels like he can get by without having great wideouts. I don't know. I mean, Andy won one with Tyree Kill where he had a great wideout. He won one without. And you could say that's Mahomes. But he still does have Kelsey um, and enough. But but I get that. I mean, if I, if I was Mahomes, I would want a little bit more help on the outside at the receiver position. You know, I, I whether it's too. this draft or, you know, free agency or trade this upcoming season, upcoming season, whatever. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you there. Um, but still – what, you got that dude Mahomes under center, man. That dude makes that dude makes the average person look like a pro bowler. Yeah. You know, yeah. with his ability to do certain things, especially when he's moving outside of that pocket. Um, my money is it, my money until further notice will always be on Mahomes. When you say quarterbacks, it starts with Mahomes. Yeah, you know his ability to take the average and make it look above average is second to none in the NFL. Yeah, so that's why I said Kansas City's ticked off. Mahomes is ticked off. 
they're coming back with a vengeance this week. You know, I'm not saying they're going to score 30 points. They'll score enough points to put a lot of pressure on that Miami team. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, again, just to go back to the comp real quick, the the, the differentiator for me there is Mahomes and Donovan McNabb. Donovan was really yeah. good. Patrick Mahomes yeah. is in, in, in any kind of all-time discussion, you know, oh, we're going to have. Yeah. Uh, all right, so elsewhere, Bills, Bengals. Here's the question. Which mm. Bills team is showing up, Derek? Because mm. I have no idea which Bills team is showing up. I know mm. Cincinnati's hot. Cincinnati's won three straight. Yeah. Okay. Mm. They're they're rolling right now. Burrow looks healthy. Jamar Chase connection. Look out. But I Buffalo week to week is a total crapshoot. You don't know what you're getting. Well, the defense, the defense or lack thereof will 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 play heavily in this game. And I look at these two teams, and they're either or defenses. You look at Buffalo, Buffalo's giving up 17 points a game, but they're giving up 122 yards rushing a game. I look at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's giving up 21 points a game, but they give up 138 yards on average on the ground. Whoever can establish the run has a better chance of winning this game. Right. I always favor, When it comes to even teams like this, I always lean towards the home team and, and give them a three-point advantage because they're in their home stadium. So with that said, and with the fact that Buffalo has been riding that roller coaster – much of the year, whereas Cincinnati's starting to hit his stride now. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Cincinnati at home to win this game. Yeah, I t- I have a, I have to go Cincinnati right now because I love the way they're playing. First of all, and they 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 tend to do this: start slowly and then come on. Yeah, but I can't trust Buffalo in this spot. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know what they're gonna look like. Mm-hmm. They've added a couple pieces, which I think will help them uh, lately. But even Josh Allen's kind of up and down, and you mm-hmm. know, defensively because of the injuries, they're not the same team. So, but would it shock me if Buffalo won? No, I think Buffalo is really talented, but they got to get their act together and start getting some, you know, some level of consistency, which they haven't had. I, yeah. I don't know and, this. And, would, yeah, and, and and they're at a deficit because they're mixing and matching defensive pieces now. When you lose the kind of pe- personnel they're losing on defense, it's hard to play the style of defense you want, and especially to attack the way you want because the second-tier guy is not the same as that first-tier guy. Yeah. So Buffalo's defense is in a bit of a bind, and unfortunately they're going into a place where Cincinnati's now rolling. Uh, that's not a, that's not a good place for them to be right now. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, all right, last one, and definitely not under the category of a great game, uh, but an interesting one nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chargers and Jets. You know, the Jets, to their credit, have really hung in there. They're 4-3 mm-hmm. and three since Aaron Rod- you know, without Aaron Rodgers. The defense is doing an excellent job kind of keeping them alive uh, in this. And they're kind of getting just enough. They squeaked past the Giants last week in a really ugly one. Uh, Chargers, we same old story we say every week. There's talent. They underachieve, blah, blah, blah. And they won last week. They're three and four. Jets are four and three. This game's in New York. What do you think? Brandon Staley's claim to fame is what being a specialist in what? Defense. Defense, right? He has Sebastian Joseph Day, Joey Bosa, Eric Kendricks, Kenneth Murray Jr., who's one of my favorite linebackers in the game, Khalil Mack, Derwin James, Asante Samuel Jr. That's a Pro Bowl collection of talent right there, and yet they're the 31st-ranked defense in the NFL. Yep. I can't figure that out to save my life. I think that's an equalizer for the Jets. Even with Zach Wilson as a quarterback, 
I like the Jets' defense a lot better than I like the Chargers. I think the Jets' defense will defend Justin Herbert uh, pretty pretty well in this game. I don't know if the Chargers get ahead if the Jets can come back. Um, I want to say the Jets will win their fourth game in a row, but I'm taking the Chargers on the road in this game. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, it's hard for me. I. I. The Jets' offense is so putrid. But I so find the Chargers to be an underachieving team and to back them going on the road. I I don't I don't like the game. Like I would never bet this game. I wouldn't get anywhere near this game. Um, Just to to be honest, the people were thinking about it. Um, Here's a I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, but I I would probably go slightly into the Chargers just because I can't I, I don't see New York scoring much. But go ahead. Here's here's a very misleading and desert, disturbing fact about this Chargers defense. They give up only 94 yards rushing a game, right. but they give up 298 yards passing, which means right. teams are throwing the football more so than running the football. Now, granted, a lot of cases probably trying to play catch up, but the fact that they can't defend the pass better, and Asante Samuels one of the best young corners in the game. Yeah. Derwin James is one of the best intimidators in the game, and he's very good at what he does. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they're giving up almost 300 yards tells me that's a disjointed defense. Okay. And so that's why I said Zach Wilson might have his best day of the season passing the ball. Hmm. But can he get the ball in the end zone? That's another question. Yeah, we know Justin Herbert. And, 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 and Robert Salas' defense is going to make life miserable for Justin Herbert and that offense. That's true. This could be this could be a a 17 14 game yeah you could see a low scorer here yeah, this could be the yeah. one yeah this could be the ugly sort of i mean I, that's what the the jets in, in fairness to them they have to ugly up games it's the only way yes. they're gonna win they, and they're they doing did it last week against the giants what they're doing. Yeah. yeah that's what they have to do yep yep agreed all right let's uh let's come back let's go full-blown nfl here uh a guy who played for the eagles lands somewhere who we'll talk about that we'll a little bit more on the raiders fallout a couple updates on tonight's game from a health perspective. Got a bunch of other stuff that we will get into when we come Hit back. Hit that like button, people. Hey, yeah. Tone, where are we? Where are we on the likes, Tone? Yeah, before we, need we to go. get to two hundred. Tone, we're we 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 at, we at ninety-two, which we can be we're way over better now. than that. Yeah, we're over hundred. Where are we, Tone? We're over a buck. All right, where yeah, are we're we? We're over tone? a buck. Come on, we got an hour to go, people. Don't let yes. us down. You people have been really good through the months. When we ask you uh, to to accept the challenge, you people are really good about you know coming through for us. Yeah. So we want to see. Okay, Tone just put up the number. Where are we right now? Okay, we are at one fourteen. Uh, Come on now, one fourteen. We need eighty six more. Yeah, we could do that. We could easily do that in one hour, right? Eighty six in an hour. Let's go. Let's, let's hit go, that dude. like button. Come right, on, do it. All right, that's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We'll be right back talking NFL. We are Sports Take. Right now, I'm going to tell you about Flynn Tree Services. They are an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face, and they are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. You could go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com.
If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428-267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger, and I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Grossinger is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Win and save this baseball season from Colony Pools and Power Washing, a local company serving Delaware, Delco, and Chester County since 1970. Are you tired of looking at your greenhouse? Is your roof, siding, deck stained green from algae and mold? Let the experts pressure wash your home and take the pressure off of you. Win with Colony Pools and Power Washing. Call them now at 302-762-2250. That's 302-762-2250. Rob Ellis. Yes, we uh, Yes, sir. So we went to the break with 114 likes, right? Yeah. All right, Tone, what's it up to right now, my brother? Let me show you how these people roll. What's it up to, Tone? Come on, man. Gunner, are you feeling confident that we had a good run there during the break? Is that what you're is that what you're oh a buck thirty-three? There you go. Look at that. See? We're inching. We need 64 more. We can't get 64 likes in an hour. 67, but yes, we can get there. I'm sorry, 67 in an hour? We can get there. Come on. I totally believe this, that. This, totally chat, this chat has never failed us in the past. No, we they haven't let us down chat. yet, and I yeah. don't believe that starts now. All Let's right. do this, people. Come Let's on, man. It. All right, you remember the Eagles in season last year made two moves to strengthen the defensive tackle position. They added right. uh, Nabokong Sue, and they added Linval Joseph. Well, uh, Linval yep. Joseph has landed a home. He is with the Buffalo Bills, Derek. He gets a little under $4 million which is not bad what? considering, what? you know, what's how many games are left at this point? Nine? Nine-ish? For a half a year. What? Good for him. Four million for a half a year? 
Hey, how old is Linville now? 39, 40? How old is he? I don't think he's that old. I, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm gonna say he's th- I'm gonna say he's 34. I'm, I'm gonna look him up. Hey, look, four million for half a season, didn't have to go to training camp, missed all of, missed uh tearing up his body the first seven, eight games, depending on whether or not they had to buy. 35. Hey, hey look, 35. Hey, look, 35 years old, you still getting four million? Mm-hmm. Man, I take that money every day, all day. <laughs> All day. Uh, yeah. Um, look, he, I thought he actually did a nice job. I, I thought he was more impactful than Sue last year for them. I, I thought Linval Joseph did a nice job. I, I agree. I agree I, with that. Man. I think Sue faded down the stretch. Yes. I agree. Yep. I, I don't know that we see Sue again. You know what? I know he wanted to get that, that, that ring for his other son, to have two, yeah. one for each son. But I think Sue realizes, um, you know, he might, he maybe he wants to play, but maybe teams are just saying, yeah, we saw you play last year. That's it. Hey, while we're at that, we've seen a, a lot of quarterback injuries. You know, Minnesota loses Cousins, and they they kind of go into scramble mode, and they trade for um, Josh Dobbs, and you know other teams right. that are that are down guys. Right. No whiff of a word of Carson Wentz. Do you I want Carson? You want Carson? I, I don't. I, no, I don't. I know what he's all about, but I I'm surprised somebody isn't even take at least taking a run at him as a backup now. It may be that they realize he doesn't have the makeup to be a backup quarterback. His ego is such that that's not going to work. But, I mean, he doesn't get picked up by somebody this year. It's very likely over. Um, I, I, I would agree. Um, and let's face it. When you think about Aaron Rodgers went down, uh, now Kirk Cousins went down. Yep. And, and, and you'd rather have Joshua Dobbs over, over Carson Wentz? What does that say about you going from being a high draft pick in just a short amount of time to not being an outcast in the league? Luckily for him, that man's set for life. Mm-hmm. He'll never need to work again another day in his life because he's not the kind of person that overly spends like a lot of athletes do. I'm sure he owns a big piece of property, big hunting property. You know, that's probably the most extra, maybe outside of a house, the most extravagant thing he'll spend money on, maybe a truck. But still, the money he has, and if he's invested it right, he can live off the interest interest comfortably for the rest of his life, never have to touch the principal. Yeah. yeah. And I don't see him being some crazy lavish spender either. So no, think, no. Yeah, he'll be just fine as far as that goes. But uh, just this thought, it, just thinking about it, the you know, with, with some of the quarterback movement. Um, pretty Carson, interesting. we knew you win. You know, yeah, we knew you went. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark Davis. Mark Davis, uh, the Raiders owner. Basically said everything was headed in the wrong direction. I, I felt like I couldn't wait any longer to make the move. It had to be done. Uh, and therefore, it had to be the coach and the GM and the and the whole you know philosophy, essentially, on the offensive side of the ball because the offensive coordinator was also showing the door, Nick Lombardi. Um, look, I, I, I think he did what he had to do in season to, to send a message because they were, they were awful across the board. But – you know, he he could have he could have kept the coach that he had in place who made a play, who made the playoffs, and he decided to go this route. It was a massive mistake. It's looking more and more like also anybody that you dip into off the Belichick tree as a head coach is a mistake. Yep, yep. yep. We've seen it historically. Um, uh, Romeo Cornell, so on and so forth. Josh Daniels now twice. Yeah, the college game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Bill O'Brien didn't pan out. You know. Um, we, we've seen this happen too often. Again, 
Some coaches are just not made to be head coaches. You know, I understand you're getting that aspiration. Hey, look, here's a good thing. You become a head coach and you suck. You can put yourself, put yourself in a Josh McDaniels tree. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, if he doesn't coach again, that man's still getting paid for almost four and a half years. Yep. To do nothing. Because coach yep. contracts are guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So you get paid for four and a half years. It's nice. You're making what seven, eight million? Yeah. To do nothing? Nice work if you can get it. Man. Now, obviously, you get the itch, you know, when you when you're in the prime. And he's of not your an life. old guy either. He's, no. not, he's not. Yeah, you're in the prime of your life. You want to coach, you know. Now, if there's some clause in your contract about if you get another job, that contract is null and void. Then it becomes a buyout. Then I have to think long and hard about it. But let's see, Rob. If I was making, let's say, seven million a year for the next four years to do nothing, I would be two places: either at home grilling or fishing, or wherever my wife told me to go with her. Those three, those are the three things I would be doing consistently. I like the way really, you put that. Where, where my wife told me to go, I'd yes, be there. Yes. <laughs> you know, because she she does the hey, um, do you want to go with me to this store? And I'm like, Is it, are you really no, asking me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have to think about it for a second. If I say no, mm-hmm. then she'll say, You never want to go with where I want to go. I'm like, wait a minute, you never want to go where I go. That's another yes. story. Yes. But see, if I if I say no, if I say yes and suck it up. So here's what I'll do half the time. If I go to a store where she wants to go, what I'll do is I'll drop her off right in the front. Oh, thank you for dropping me off in the front. I'll go sit in the car and listen to the radio. Yes. Or, you know, listen to something on radio, whether it's sports talk radio or KYW radio. Check, or I'll check take a nap. The news. Yeah. You go. No, see, I don't take a nap in cars and parking lots. It's too many freaks out there. Dude. <laughs> I ain't <laughs> taking Hey, look, my head's on a swivel in the parking lot, bro. That's me, fair. Let me tell you something. You go to like. You go to the Walmarts. Oh, there's some interesting characters. Hey, 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 man. Some of these people, you wonder, how are you out walking freely in society? Correct. I hate to say that. I'm not labeling people. You are a little bit. That's okay. No, no, I'm not. I'm not labeling people. We all think it. We're all thinking it. That's why why I'm putting a kibosh on it right now. All right. Uh, Before people say, D-Gun out here labeling people. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, when you see what's out there. And you know what? Go, Go on to some of these websites where you see, like, things you didn't expect to see at Walmart. You ever see the the montage of videos and and video clips that come up? I'm like, how people dress when they go into Walmart. No. no. You ain't never see this stuff? No. Oh, heck no, dude. When I walk into Walmart, I'm standing there sometime going. Yeah. You see people in pajamas. You you see people in. Pajamas. Worse than that. Yeah. Yeah. You see some people in see-through stuff. It's like. That you don't want to see through. That The problem. Yeah, right. That's the problem. Like, you're you're seeing people in. unflattering outfits men and women like hey. this is this goes for both hey. sides hey. where i'm seeing way too much stuff going on no thank you yep. mr Taz, stop that messy that's why i'm d gun out putting putting prejudice no i'm not see see i knew i knew somebody was gonna come out and say that mess shame no i'm not no shame hey. on you anybody yes. in this chat room anybody in this chat room who's been to a walmart tell me you don't see stuff that leaves you speechless i if you tell you if you say yes you're lying you're flat I, out lying. I have to. All right. I got to check these out. I, I honestly have it, but I will look at it. You've now. never seen stuff at Walmart to make you go. Oh, I have. No, I've definitely seen that. I'm just saying I haven't, seen, I haven't come across anything on social media, but I, I have seen Dude, the videos are everywhere. I try and get. I mean, I'm on like a mission when I go into those places, man. I am not dilly dallying. I'm like, I have to get bop, bop, bop. I am out. Dude, that's me. Second I, yeah. yeah, but see, when you go with your wife to stores, I know that that's what I can tell you. Oh, look at this. And yeah, I'm like, see, they tell you, I'm just going in and get a few things. I'm going to be electronics. I'm going to electronics. See, that's me, me, dude. Yeah. I go to electronics every store I go to if I can. Yeah. I just stand there, look at the TVs and all Same. the new gadgets and stuff. 
I'm not walking around looking at all this stuff I don't want to see, man. Exactly I don't look at like vases them. and pots and pans and, and stuff like even look, my wife loves to shop for the grandkids. Mm-hmm. I'll look at something. Oh, that's cute. Okay. I'll be over here. Call, call me when you finish. Yeah. I'm not, I don't look when I shop, I know what I want. If it ain't there, I'm leaving. Right. Done. Same here. I, I don't have time for this, man. Point eight. I'm a mercenary, dude. I am too. Hit like the ground you, you, running. There is no dilly dallying. I'm I'm bop bop bop. See ya. That's yes. it. I'm in and out. Yes. Yep. I'm the same way. Uh, a couple other things. Tonight's game is the uh the Steelers and the Titans. So two updates on just from this game specifically. Will Levis will start at quarterback. He had a good debut last week for them. Uh through four touchdowns, had a nice connection with DeAndre Hopkins. So he will start at quarterback. Tannehill still like, I, I don't think he gets his job back if Levis plays well, no matter what, but we'll see. Uh, and Cam Hayward is back for the Steelers. So that's a that's a big part of what they, uh, you know, what they've been lacking a little bit. Uh, uh, Levis had Pickett's a gonna play nice, too. Biggest play. Well, Levis had a nice debut last Sunday. But tonight is bet. You know, the Steelers defense is like 30th. I'm shocked. Uh, it's very, shocked. it's not them. It's very much not them. But see, when, when Levis steps under center, you got Cam Hayward on this side. You got T.J. Watt on this side. All hell's gonna break loose in this game tonight. I want to see how he handles this kind of pressure. This is a different ball game, yeah. Because I guarantee you, Mike Tomlin has told his team and all week long, "You are playing a rookie quarterback. Get him. Mm-hmm. Go get him." Mm-hmm. It's gonna be. This is gonna be a good game. This is gonna be. This is gonna be like uh, the Crips and the Bloods tonight, man. Because yeah. both teams pride themselves on being physical teams. Uh, it's going to be some extracurricular stuff going on tonight. I can't wait to see this, man. This might be like a WWE match. It is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Mick is still out, by the way. Mick if it's bad. Mick is still out. Uh, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's going to be a good game. I agree with you. So uh, I met, we mentioned the Germany game, which is the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Of course, yes. that means Tyreek Hill playing against the Chiefs. And he was asked, you know, are you bummed that the game's in Germany? He said, it really doesn't matter where we play at. I mean, obviously, it would have been great to play in KC but it really doesn't matter where we play at. You feel me? They're going to get this work wherever. <laughs> and then he went on to say um, about regarding the trade. He said, I'm glad I'm kind of glad that happened. Obviously the situation that I'm in now is great. I've got great teammates. My family's from Miami. And also I accomplished one of my goals of being one of the highest paid in the league. So everything's great. Life is great, man. Never take anything for granted. So I can't look back. Always got to look forward. That's my mindset. There you go. Well, Kansas City did you a favor. First of all, they said they're not paying you that kind of money. But secondly, they sent you back home. You get to play back home, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you got your family around you. you you've got your support group around you. you. You're one of the best in the game at what you do. You're getting paid as one of the top players in the game at, for what you do. Yeah. You know, what's there to be sad about? Nothing. Seriously. You Nothing. know, you, you're, in a, you're in a business. You're in a, you're in a buy and sell business all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have to be mature enough to understand that as much as you may want to stay in a place, it may be not meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it all, it's all worked out for him for sure. Uh, hey, the, get that like button going. Tone, how many, we, how many more we need tone? I mean, these people are lagging, man. Hey, look, chat, chat family. Y'all lagging in here, man. All, call your brothers, call your stepbrothers, call your enemies. Get the call pets. everybody. Yeah. Just, um, hit that like button. Tone, where we at, man? All right, Tone, we need we need an update on uh on the like total. Where are we with the like total as we have about 45 Whoa. minutes of program left? All right, so we'll we'll pass that along in a second. Uh-oh. Uh Deshaun Watson is limited. He is doing some things in practice. He's we're Tyler says we're at a buck forty-nine. 
So we're, we're, we're moving up slightly, yeah, a little bit. 49, we got 40, we were out of 57. Uh, 148, 149. We're at 149. That's where we are. And we got what, 40 minutes left in the show? Yes, sir. We can't, we can't get 51 more likes in we 40 minutes? We can do minutes? it. We, we, we can what? and we will. Can and All right, we will. We hit 150. Tyler Bowler says we hit 150. Yes. Now, All I'm right. looking at my phone. It says 153. Okay. All right. Let's see. Let's see how we do Four, four. Come on now. Hey, <laughs> like man, an auctioneer. Yes. Can I hear 155? Hey, can I get to 160, 165, 165? Hey, you got 165. Give me one seven. All right. Um, Deshaun Watson is limited. He met with the media and said, that doesn't mean I'm going to play this week. I'm trying to do some things, but doesn't mean I'm going to play. So there he's we being are. honest. It's PJ Walker time. I, hey, it feels like once again this look, week. Man, he's being honest, right? Yes. He's all you can do. I'm not if if I'm Deshaun and I don't know anything about the situation. I'm Deshaun. If I don't feel right, I'm not going out there to do further damage. Yeah, it's that simple. I don't care how much the, how much people want me to play. If I if I go out there and hurt myself and I'm lost for the rest of the season, you know what kind of firestorms are going to come down on me? Yeah, I'm not. If look, I'm not doing it. Can't do it. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Also, uh, around the league. So your squad, D Gun. I don't want to talk about uh, and your Gunn. favorite general manager, Brian Gutkenhurst. Uh, oh my goodness! Did not exactly give a ringing endorsement to Jordan Love. Basically, you know, we, we got time to evaluate the rest of the season, and we'll see. I'm paraphrasing that, but okay. Well, he said the same thing about what? What? Not him. Ron Wolf, when he was a general manager, they all said the same thing about Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers their first year because they were they were they were they were up and down, but. You know, Green Bay has a favorable schedule. And is it, is it Jordan Love or is it the, the coach calling plays? See, that's the big question because you should have said, you know what, Mike, Matt LaFleur is under evaluation also for this mess. Yeah. You know, but then Gutenberg should be also under evaluation for putting his team out on the field. You know, all of them, the GM, the head coach, and the quarterback should all be under evaluation. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they pull a Mark Davis. Green Bay is not known for pulling a Mark Davis. Mm. But I would be—I wouldn't be surprised one bit. At least the general manager and the coach was were ushered out the door after this season. Okay. Yeah, you're right. That they usually will stick with people for a very long time. Yes. But yes. Uh, maybe it is time to get a fresh voice there and and, and move on uh, for sure. Um, Darren Waller could miss the game with for the Giants. Last thing they need, but he could be out. And that's kind of been—he's missed a lot of time over his career. You know, we know that much um, from him. Kyler Murray. Wait, wait. Let, let's let's go back to Waller for just a moment yeah. because yeah. I want to go on record. Darren Waller, when he is healthy, is one of my favorite uh, tight ends in, in the game today. Okay. Yeah. When was the last time this man was healthy for a full season? He's not. He's not. I mean, he never. I mean, was. look, look, look at his career. Yeah. Okay. The last time he played sixteen games was two thousand twenty. Now his entire career. 2019-2020, he played back-to-back 16 games. Yep. The rest of his career, 6, 12, 4, 11, 9, and, of course, 8 this season so far. But nine games last year in Vegas. He can't stay healthy. Yeah. If he can yeah. stay healthy, he would be phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yep. And he's making a lot of money. Yes. It's a problem. Yeah. Making that Rob Ellis money. <laughs> Oh God! Don't do that to him. Um, okay, so a couple other things. Uh, Kyler Murray is a full participant, so we may see him. If we don't see him, 
they're going to go with the rookie tune because they know they are they already traded away Dobbs. Um, you know, it's like well, it's the ultimate. You know, like what really if a tree falls in the fart, it makes no difference. They're they're a bad team going nowhere real fast. You're gonna put you're gonna put Speedy Gonzalez back in the lineup That's already. Probably what we're looking at here. Mm. Yeah, I let the rookie get a shot. I want to see what this rookie has. We know we know what Kyler Murray is. Now Kyler Murray is exciting when, especially when he starts running around in circles. It's like watching the defense is the wily e. coyote trying to catch the road runner the way he's <laughs> yep. running around a circle. You know? Yep, yep. That dude, that dude's a smurf, man. I don't believe he's five ten. To be honest, they say he's five ten. He does look I shorter. Think, I don't think that dude's five ten, man. Yeah. But I tell you what, though, he, he's a phenomenal athlete. Anytime you're drafted as high as he he's drafted in both baseball and football, oh, it's he's amazing. A, he's a gifted athlete. It's amazing. It just has to get his head on right. Just yeah. here, it's all here with him. All right, so this one was floated by Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. Okay. And he theorizes that the Washington Commanders could try and trade for Bill Belichick. And his thought process yes. is Washington's been accumulating draft picks, you know, by trading away Montez Sweat and Chase Young and all those yep. kind of things. And they're going to use that surplus to take a run at him. Now, he's, he's not saying that this is – he's just – theorizing it like this is a possibility mm. belichick grew up in the maryland area his dad coached at navy you know he's an annapolis kid you know, you know so he has an affection for the area um it's also a way for new england to get out of this thing clean you know, without having to fire him i don't think they would fire him anyway with that big contract he just signed but nonetheless how much are you buying of this um i would be hard pressed to believe there's any truth to this because I think Belichick wants to finish his career uh, where he's been for over a decade and a half. Um, he wants to rectify this problem. I think his pride factor is I'm not leaving here until I fix this. Okay. Uh, if I'm Washington right now with the moves they've made right now, as we sit here today, they have, they have a first round pick, two second round picks and two thirds. Yes. Um, I would rather hold on to every one of those picks and and replenish the cupboard. You got to you're going to have to find two DNs now. Okay? You're in a prime position to get two young hungry DNs. Two of the top you you you're going to get three of the top 50 players in the draft. Yep. Correct, you know, depending on where you fall record-wise. I would much rather keep my draft capital. We know Ron Rivera's 99% gone the way their season's going right now. We know he's going to be gone. Get a fresh young mind in there, co new coaching staff under new ownership, and start over. If I'm Josh Harris, I want to start fresh. Ron Rivera, I have the utmost respect for what you've given to the game of football. You're an incredible defensive mind. I might even offer Ron Rivera the defensive coordinator job and boot Jack Del Rio. Wow. I might even do that. But as far as a head coach, I need to take this thing in another direction. If I can keep Eric Bieniemy as my offensive coordinator – and if I could use Eric, uh, Ron Rivera as a DC, which is not going to happen, Pride's not going to let him do that. I would do that, but I got to find a new head coach to lead this thing. That's interesting. That's an interesting theory. Do, do you yeah. think? Uh, so you don't think Washington would be interested in in giving up that capital? Do you think the the? I wouldn't be. Do you think New England would do it? Um, I think New England would, considering they know they need pieces. New England historically has not been shy about trading key people um, or key key draft picks, depending on what they see their need is. Yeah. If I'm New England, I'm thinking I'm going to get better pass catchers. 
if they're going to give me up a number one, I'm get, I got to get one of the best pass catchers in the game, or I may get another defensive stud, and I still have a number two, an extra number two to work with to find their pass catchers, which would be a lot better than what I have right now. You know, uh, obviously, I think Kendrick Bourne is a good young receiver. Unfortunately, he's hurt. Um, but I, I would I would do that if I was New England. I would not do that if I was Washington. Mm-hmm. Washington with five prime draft picks, you can recover, you can replenish the stock defensively. You can offensive line and defense would be my priorities if I'm Washington. Okay. I think they've identified Sam Howell as their quarterback moving forward of the future, and rightfully so. Right. You look at how he's played some. Um, I like my running back tandem if they're still under contract. I love my receivers. Yeah. You know. Uh, I I got to get some more defensive help. I need a linebacker, you know. I need an edge rusher, maybe mm-hmm. two edge rushers. Yeah, I I'm, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting a, I'm getting a draft capital. I'm not giving that up just to get a seventy plus year old coach. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, by the way, uh, Darren Waller and Ty- Tyrod Taylor <clears throat> both ruled out this week, so they're both out. Jeez. And they may both land on the IR. Oh, um, so you're looking at Daniel Jones quarterbacking, and I guess Tommy DeVito backing him up. So that's that's what you're looking at uh, for New York, and no uh, no Waller either. So for for what's already been a miserable season, just gets worse. Right? If I'm Brian Dayball, I can't wait for this season to end. Yeah. get back out on the fishing boat, back in the, on the back nine. This I is one of those you just you're just xing days off mm-hmm. if you're him until mm-hmm. until this thing ends. All right, let's uh, let's step aside, Gunner. Let's roll into our last segment. We're gonna have Coach Billy Crocker from Eastern University. Hold up, Tone. What's the count, Tone? Oh yeah, where are we? I need a count, Tone. Where are we, my friend? Uh, before we we roll out here, these oh, people here gonna let me down today? Really? <laughs> this chat's gonna let me down? Yeah, I know. I'm telling what you, got, I, I don't think so. I think we get there. All right, we're at a buck sixty-one, so we can easily do thirty-nine in the last segment. We can easily do that. I must say, Tone said there's two fifty-six in the stream, one sixty-one. A little, di- I'm a little disappointed right now. We don't right. have, we don't even have a full thirty minutes left in the show. No, we, we got can, exactly. Can we, can, we're out at what one? We're out at one fifty-seven. Correct. So we got exactly thirty minutes to get thirty-nine likes. All right, let's see if we can do it. All right, we'll come back. Billy Crocker from Eastern University. We'll talk about Bob Knight's passing, the Flyers, birthdays, movies, a lot in store over the course of the final segment. Don't go anywhere. That's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. We'll be right back. you own a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428-267-261-3428 my name is dr bruce grossinger and I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner 
is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, Blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Win and save this baseball season from Colony Pools and Power Washing, a local company serving Delaware, Delco, and Chester County since 1970. Are you tired of looking at your greenhouse? Is your roof, siding, deck stained green from algae and mold? Let the experts pressure wash your home and take the pressure off of you. Win with Colony Pools and Power Washing. Call them now at 302-762-2250. That's 302-762-2250. segment of the show Derek Gunn Rob Ellis hanging out with you on this Thursday and as he does each and every Thursday we are joined by the head football coach of the Eastern University Eagles Billy Crocker Billy welcome to the show how are you you good Bill good um let's run through the you had a tight one last week man 24 19 against Fairleigh Dickinson and I know this was setting up to be to be a really great ending. It, 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 it came up a little bit short. Uh, walk us through some of the details of that, that final drive in the game. Please. Yeah, no, we, uh, we, we got the stop we needed on defense uh, late in the fourth um, and uh, you know, got the ball back to our offense who was, you know, having some good success throughout the day, um, which was great to see. Um, and we just moved it, continued to move it down the field. We converted some third downs, converted a fourth down um, and got the ball down and, you know, to the 15 yard line um and you know i was we were i was already talking hey we got to go for two because we're going to be up um you know by a certain number of points and uh you know getting our defense ready to you know they're going to have you know a couple timeouts left to throw the ball so we were we were getting ready to score um and uh you know we just you know uh you know freshman made a little bit of a freshman decision and you know that kid made a great play and they they uh, picked off the pass mm. Coach, I like the prospects of the fact that you had some sustained drives, 76-yard drives, 72-yard drives. We haven't had a chance to talk much about that, man. So that's that's definitely improvement for a very young nucleus of players. Yeah, that was that's happened sort of the last two weeks, and that's something I've really stressed with our offensive staff and our offensive players was we need to sustain drives. And, you know, we, we started doing that two weeks ago a little bit more, and then this week was great. We only had one three and out all day. Um, there were three drives of 12 plays or more in that game, um, which was huge. And for a young team like us to, you know, keep our defense off the field at times um, and control the clock and control the ball was was huge for our confidence. And and I just feel our offense is starting to kind of turn that corner a little bit. Um, you know, I know we're not having the huge outburst of points, um, but the yardage is starting to pick up. The plays are starting to pick up. The conversions are starting to pick up. 
how much of that is, is your your trenches guys, even though they may be a little bit undersized, a little yep. under, you know, inexperienced compared to some of these other guys? How, how much better have they gotten from oh. week one to week, you know, where we're at now? Very good. You know, our, our offensive line coach, Colin Scott, does it. It's funny, I texted him Saturday night as, as I was watching the game. I was like, you're, you're doing a great job with this group. Like, um, you know, because at times it's a little bit of a, you know, a, a band of misfit toys there. But, um, you know, he uh, he's done a great job. And those kids – like our starting left guard, Justin McNulty, honestly, he's 210 pounds. Um, wow. wow. He is a tough – I would not trade him for anybody. He, he's, a, he's a Holy Spirit kid down there in South Jersey, and he right. is as tough as they come. Um, and I would not trade him for anybody. But that – they only gave up one sack. Um, you know, they, they, we, we gave up one sack. We had four sacks on defense. So that offensive line, you know, we popped a couple big runs. You know, our freshman tailback hit an 82-yarder for a touchdown. Um, so that offensive line is has really, really grown, you know, over the course of the, you know, these eight games. Coach, I see uh, you you opened up the playbook a little bit, went to a play of trickery. You get a <laughs> touchdown there to your quarterback. Nab caught one, right? Yeah, it, 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 describe how that play unfolded. You, you've seen that play before. You've seen it in the Super Bowl a few years ago. Oh, Philly special. It was. It was yeah. pretty much exactly it. Our wide receiver, Elijah Knowles, got, got it from the back, and Brett snuck right out and threw it right to him. So uh, it was uh, it was pretty good. So um, it worked perfectly. We saw it was going to be there. And we, that was, you know, I was going to go for – we were rolling on fourth down. We were four for four on fourth down, and that was a fourth down play. And uh, I was like, hey, what, what, we got nothing to lose right now. Let's just go for it. Well, I know there's – you look – you're not a morals victory guy. Yeah. I, I get that, right? But being in tight games like this, even though you're you came out on the wrong side, yeah. how critical is that for your guys going forward? The because you're so young, they're going to yeah. be seeing. No, as it's, next I think it's huge. I mean, it's again, I, I we talk all the time. We're we're close. We're close, and I know you're sick of hearing close. Um, but a lot of people didn't even think you were going to be close. Not this year. You know what I mean? And you know, just even after that game, again, it's a loss. But the the messages I got from our administration from some of our board members who are, are so involved in this and even some of the other coaches in the conference are just like, man, you guys are pretty impressive for what you, for where you are age wise. You know what I mean? I think, um, I think they had just two first year players on their entire two deep this, this past weekend, mm-hmm. um, you know, and obviously ours is littered with them. So, um, you know, which is great, but I, I do, I think it's, it kind of keeps our guys there to an extent, if that makes sense. And, Every game. It's back to campus. We were walking back to the locker room, uh, you know, getting our stuff back. And one of the guys walking up with one of our defensive linemen and he was like, coach, man, if this is the, what the league's got to throw at us, we're just wait, just wait. You know what I mean? And so they're, they're starting to feel that attitude a little bit and that confidence of, you know, we're, we're right there now um, in this first season. Whereas, you know, in a, next, next year, maybe a couple years down the road, two, three years, we should be, we should be, you know, sitting pretty good, I think. Nice. Hey, Coach, when you when you looked at the film and broke down the film of your opponent last week, um, what before the game, what did you emphasize to your team that I think we could have success in these areas on both sides of the ball? And did it play itself out like that? Yeah, a little bit. It, uh, offensively, I thought our success was going to be down the field um, on the perimeter because um, that's where I just think where where our strength is. And, and that did then things opened up. We actually, we switched quarterbacks back and forth. We played three quarterbacks on Saturday, mm-hmm. um, which was huge. And um, we got Sabor in there a little bit more to come chuck it. Cause there were some throws there and Brett missed them early, but 
you know, Sabor got in, made some throws, and Brett came back in. Then we have Kamar, who's sort of a change of pace. He's going to run it um, and is an excellent runner. Um, so he did a great job. We put two quarterbacks in the game at one time. Um, so we're kind of throwing things out there. But I thought it was going to be on the perimeter for sure. Um, in terms of how to play out, I mean, we hit a couple big runs um, and had some success running the football, at least early in the game. And I didn't think that was going to be there, to be honest with you. So I was very happy with that. Um, and then from a defensive standpoint, I thought, you know, we were, you know, we had to kind of shut down their run game. And and I know the numbers didn't look that way, but um, we did. And in terms of their design run, three quarters of their running yards were the quarterback scrambling. Mm. Um so he, he scrambled for 30 yards. He scrambled for, I want to say, almost 70 yards total. Wow. Um, so our guys did a good job against the tailback and his design stuff, but the but the uh, the quarterback scrambles got us a little bit. Mm. Coach, and this the answer may not – maybe we don't know yet. I mean, it's been it's sort of a lot of figuring out this year. But uh, what would you say the identity of the team is? Um, that's a great – again, I, th- I I honestly still think we're, we're figuring that out. Yeah, part and that's of, fair. You know that's totally I mean? fair. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we're doing things now because we have to do them. Um, and again, I think the, you know, it's my, my identity I, that we're, I think we're going to build here is going to be, you know, we want to run the football against people and, and we got to stop the run. That's just my overall mindset. And I think that's how you win long-term in football, um, especially at the college level. Um, you know, but again, I think, we're going to continue to attract, you know, good skill kids here. Um, and again, I think not that you're going to dr- dramatically change things on a year to year basis, but I think, you know, you, you know, you, you always got to do what your personnel dictates the best. Right. You know what I mean? Again, yeah. there were years, you know, at Villanova where, you know, we, we had to pressure a lot on defense just because of who we were and, you know, which was worked out really well for us. And other years I didn't have to do anything. Right. Um, we just had really good players and, when in the call, one or two calls, we didn't have to blitz one bit and we were all set, you know? So I think it's a sort of a year to year deal, but um, I think the identity is, you know, we want to be able to run the football, you know, which again, we'll, we'll open things up on the back end a little bit. Um, you know, and I think that's, you know, what we ultimately want to become as we, and, and I think too, this, this level, you know, when you're, when you're dealing with scholarships, it's like, all right, you, you lost that piece. Let's bring, let's go recruit and, and get that kid in to replace this so we can continue to, sort of operate. Whereas I think at this level, you're kind of, you're recruiting a lot of numbers and I think you'll get some unknowns in there that you don't know about and that you may have to shift maybe a little bit more than, than maybe I'm used to. Hey coach, has this team taken on your personality or have you had to adapt more to the team's personality? Uh, honestly, I think, honestly, I think I've had to adapt a little bit more to them right now, if that makes sense. Um, you know, I think they're starting to come around, but I think it's still such a young, I think the second year kids who are, who were with me yeah. for, for a little bit of last year, they're, they're starting to, but when you're overrun by freshmen a little yeah. bit and yeah. they don't know what they don't know, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, uh, so I think we're, we're adjusting. I think we're meeting somewhere in the middle. Um, you know, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, you know, shoot, I'm still trying to do the same thing with the coaching staff. So, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> so how does that how Because you have so many kids who are not, obviously the, some kids could transfer or something, you know, something yep. happened, they step away from the game, but you have so many kids who aren't graduating who are still, how, how does the assembly line work with, with scholarships? Like, how does that work? Well, there are none here. So that's, that's, you know, the thing. So it's, you know, we're, we're going to lose some guys. Like I understand okay. that. And, uh, you know, 
the attrition is always the big question mark at this level of football. And we're going to lose some kids financially. We'll lose some right. kids academically, unfortunately. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I think, again, it's more of you're going to go out and, hey, we want to get this number of guys, whatever, and it's going to be a large number. Um, here's our priority positionally, obviously. And um, and then once you get start getting those sort of guys in the boat, um, you know, but I'm hoping, you know, again, the, the number was less than it was a year ago, and I think it'll be less moving forward uh, from that standpoint. But, again, I think that's really tough to manage because you got to get the numbers, but then you also – got to get the positions too to make sure you know you can do what you want to do well well coach in a situation where there's no scholarships offered um how, what do you sell the kids on in terms because college cost is 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 through the roof nowadays <laughs> so what do you sell kids on to get them to come there um you know i think it's you know listen there's a large large number of of you know young men and, and maybe women down the down the road at some point that that want to continue playing athletics playing right. playing yeah. sports in school and you know there's only a certain number of scholarships to go around you know yeah. so once once the division ones get done and and even division twos are very 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 partial you know yeah. what i mean yeah. so you know once those guys get done um you know one i think we've done a really good job here on the financial aid part of things um to sort of help that um but i think you're selling um you know the chance to you know to get a good education which i talk to these guys all the time i go listen we're going to win games here. You know, we're going to, you're, I hope you have a good experience playing in this program, but my ultimate job is to get you to graduate. Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully that leads you down a better path, um, you know, um, you know, in your, in your next phase of life, you know, but I think you're selling, Hey, we want, we want to get you a great education. Um, we hope you, you learn some things down the road. Um, right. You know, you're going to be part of a building process, which I think has been our selling point that the first couple recruiting classes here, um, you know, from that standpoint. And, you know, I think it's, just, again, I, a lot of it's the experience, like yep. did you have, come to school and, and have a great experience, go to school, be a, be a, be a student, do well in the classroom, but having this on top of that, I think can be pretty special. Mm. That's, that's very cool. That's very cool. All right. So Widener this week, uh, the game's at Widener, yep. um, one o'clock on it Saturday. Is. Great. Yep. You can hear that game 990 AM, by the way. So to give me a little, Little scouting report on Widener and what they uh, what they provide. Yeah, obviously a very a pretty historical program. Yeah. Um, they've been around for for you know a, a large number of years, um, and and have been successful. And they're good. Um, you know they they had a really good win against King's College this past weekend. Beat them pretty good. Um, yeah, they're a very very veteran team. Um, of their twenty two starters, uh, fourteen of them are grad students or seniors. Wow. Um, so it's you know it'll it's a you know the other end of the spectrum, you know, in terms of us, um, you know, but, the, and they do a really good job on both sides of the ball um, in terms of trying to prepare for them and, and all that kind of good stuff. But like I tell our guys every week, right. You know, especially this year, it's, it's more about us than it is about them. Yeah. Then um, we're going to go out and, and be aggressive on both sides of the football and take our chances and, you know, see if we can, uh, you know, get them into the fourth quarter. Cause I think if we can get teams into the fourth, which they're not expecting to against us. I think that sure. now, now mm -hmm. their confidence maybe goes down a little bit and, and our kids goes up certainly, you know? All right, let's take a look at the schedule here. What, what, uh, what we have remaining. Cause it's dwindling really it fast is. here. It is. It's hard to yeah. believe uh, there, there isn't much football left here, but Widener this week. And then the following week, it'll be Stevenson. And that, that closes it out coach. That, 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 that's a wrap on the 11th. So you yep. get two more here, man. Uh, empty the bucket. 
As hundred percent right. Yes. All right. Listen, so, coach. Hey, coach, real quick. Uh, yeah. In terms of down the road, you you have a uh, a ten game schedule this year. Yep. Do you see expanding your schedule to eleven and twelve games in the future? So so division three is all ten games. Okay. Okay. Um, division really the only ones that play twelve is FBS. Yep. Okay. Um, and then FCS is usually eleven regular season. Okay. Um. But hope in terms of expanding our schedule, yes, that is my plan because my my plan at some point is to continue in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there you that. go, there you go, shock the world, coach. There like that go. thinking, like that thinking. All right, coach. Good luck. We'll talk to you next week. Right, Thank thanks, you. guys. I appreciate you. All right, that is Bill Bye. Crocker, head coach of Eastern University and the football program there, Gunner. All right. Uh, so Bobby Knight passed away. Yep. The the longtime yep. uh, college. Uh, you know, it's amazing. He was hired uh, to coach Army. Yep. He was 24 years old. He was two years removed from playing college basketball when he got yep. that job. Yeah, uh, One of his guards uh, at Army was Mike Krzyzewski. But he mm. ended up winning three national titles, one undefeated season in 1976, the last time a team's gone undefeated, uh, by the way. And two of those championships actually occurred in Philadelphia uh, in 76 and 81. They were here. That's where their Final Four ended up in the championship game and would be playing at the old Spectrum. So uh, three national titles, but also uh, a lot of controversy, you know, viewed in, in a lot of uh, circles as a bully, as a guy who was uh, generally unpleasant to be around in a lot of ways. Uh, most of his players are very loyal to him, but there are others that not only transferred, but sued him, sued the school. I mean, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot to Bob Knight, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and I've read a lot of stuff since he, since last night when he passed away and, I would say most of the stuff I've read, they've done a good job laying all of it out, not just when somebody dies, everything was great and hunky-dory. I agree with you. Um, I, I can remember when Bobby Knight's Indiana teams were so good, it was like they were on national TV every week. I got sick of watching them on national TV. And his antics on the sideline, the way he would grab players, get in their faces and embarrass them in public. The chair toss is one of the, the, the more iconic moments in Bob Knight's career. Uh, when he, he he felt they were getting jobbed on calls and he takes the chair and tosses out onto the yeah. court. Um, he was a very, very volatile, very passionate, uh, no no nonsense type of guy. You know, when he, he would try to intimidate interviewers at time, but he would also be the kind of guy, he would test them in a lot of ways in terms of trying to intimidate reporters and stuff. But if they did their homework and they knew what they were talking about, all of a sudden he would lighten up. You know, I couldn't even begin to imagine trying to live in a house with Bobby Knight. Whoa. No, thank you. Know, you. Can you imagine that? You know, the, the volatility in a house like that. Um, but he was one heck of a basketball coach. He got the most out of his players. You know, and there are a lot of players that defended Bobby Knight. You know, there were some players that couldn't take a Bobby Knight. And as you just talked about, left the program and even sued in some cases. Yep. But the one thing you can constantly say about Bobby Knight, he was an either or coach. Uh, there was no gray area with him. You either liked what he was and what he did and what he stood and how he coached, or you didn't. You know, there was no middle road with that guy. Yeah, that's true. That is true. He so he had two two great lines. One of them, well, first off, he told so after he coached Michael Jordan in the Olympics, he knew this guy was the guy, right? So the draft's coming up and Portland, uh, he talked to Portland's general manager. Portland's GM said, I, I, I got Clyde Drexler. I need a big. And Bob Knight said, 
you got to take Michael Jordan. And then the GM's like, you're not hearing me, man. I need a center. And he said, well, play bleeping Jordan at center there. Then he's that great. So he, you know, Portland missed out on that. They took Sam Bowie. Uh, and the other one was, uh, when I die, I want them to to put me in my casket or bury me upside down so the critics can kiss my butt. So that was, mm-hmm. that was Bob Knight for you right there. That's Bob Knight in a nutshell. That is him. That is him. All right. Uh, Flyers lose 5-2 to two to the Sabres. Derek, reality setting in a little bit here. They're 1-4-1 and one in their last yeah. six games. Yeah. Uh, they're 1-3 on this homestand. Carter Hart exited the game with a mid-body injury. So, mm. um Look, this is kind of what we expected. They got off to an okay start, but uh, they lack talent. You know, at the yeah. end of the day, they're they're not as talented as teams they're playing. Well, it's, the frustrating thing about this game against Buffalo last night was the fact they outshot them forty to fifteen, yep. and only put two goals behind behind the goalie. I mean, that's frustration at its finest. It is, and those are little things that you can work on. They could have really, they could have really blew this game wide open, and they didn't. Yeah. Um, but you're right. It, it's it's a team that is going to have more. Lows than highs, more downs than ups. But if if the organization and Keith Jones and those guys feel that what they've assembled is moving in the right direction, knowing okay, here's we are where we are. We need to hone hone in on this to build for next year. Then they're moving in the right direction. Yep, that's simple. That's it. That's it. And it's gonna and, and they've told you and everybody along the way has told everybody like, told folks it's gonna take a while. You know we're yeah. we're not there. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. just trying to get this thing headed on the right yeah. path but we're definitely not there yet. All right. So Cam Jurgens uh, at least is out there stretching on the practice field. Uh, Gunner. Mm-hmm. So that's a good, good sign. Uh, again, we don't yep. know what it's going to look like, but he was eligible to come off the, uh, the IR and he's out there at least for right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he's, he's a, a big part of this thing, but, and, and w- especially with o- Opeta being a little bit banged up as well. So we'll see what ends up happening there with, uh, with Cam Jurgens. Well, and- he, he might, he might play this week, but there's no rush to get him back again. Everything I'm told is, it will be based on what he tells us in terms of how he feels, mm-hmm. and for and, and the eye test, the, the eye litmus test will tell us a lot as well in terms of his mobility coming off the snap, moving forward, moving laterally when he pulls on running plays as well, when he sets his feet uh, to block on passing plays. That litmus test will tell us a lot. If he can play, it's a plus for them. If he can't play, that's okay. You got a bye week. You got an additional, my goodness, two weeks to get ready for your next opponent. Yep. Yep. Uh, Bradley Roby, shoulder, tight end Grant Calcaterra, concussion, not practicing, although Calcaterra is doing work on the side uh, as of right now. So, again, they just started practicing, so we don't know you know, exactly what this is going to look like, and we haven't yeah. gotten yeah. Uh, the injury report either. Okay, let's do some birthdays. Ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Marie Antoinette was yes. born on this day, 1755. The last queen before the French Revolution. That's it. That's it. David Schwimmer of Friends uh, yep. is 57 years old. I'm sure he's going through a really tough time right now. Matthew yeah. Perry passing away last week. Uh, very sad. Very sad. Um, Nelly. Nelly is 49 today. How about That's that? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Burt Lancaster was born on this day in 1913, the great wow. actor. Daniel Boone, 1734. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Uh, you know, he's legend. regarded as the the founder of Kentucky. Yeah, he's the one to help establish the state of Kentucky. Yes, interesting. It's amazing, right? Uh, Ray Walston, the actor, he my favorite Martian. Uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Man, he was funny at Fast Times. You know, Mr. Hand, Mr. Hand. <laughs> Spicoli, what are you doing? 
eating some food, learning about <laughs> history. Yeah, he got a pizza delivered to the, to the class. Oh my god, so good. Uh, Michael Buffer, the the legendary Michael Buffer, was born on this day uh, seventy nine years ago. He is uh, born in nineteen forty four. Wow, amazing. Uh, Danny Amendola is thirty eight years old. The receiver. K.D. Lang, the singer, Canadian singer, yep. 62 years old. Jordan Love, who we talked about a little bit earlier in the show. Oh. Yeah, you're your guy. He's 25. Uh, Lauren Velez, the actress, is 49 today. Jordan Howard, former Eagle running back, is 29 today. Roddy White, former uh, Falcon receiver, uh, is yep. 42 today. Prodigy is 49 today. How about mm. that? Uh, Corey Clement, another former Eagle. Yep. 29 out of work right now. Out of work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Willie McGee, who was a really good baseball player back in the day for the Cardinals, is 65. One of my, fav- one of my favorite outfielders coming up as a he kid. He could move, man, Willie McGee. My goodness. Oh, he was fast. All right, uh, you got any more birthdays? Then we'll dip into the, the movies. Oh, my goodness. Let's see. We got Warren G. Harding, who was the 29th president, was born yep. on this day, yep. 1865. Uh, James K. Polk, the 11th president, born on this day in 1795. Uh, Stephanie Powers from the old show Heart to Heart yep. is 81 today. Uh, Lucy Hawking, who's the daughter of the uh, legendary uh, physicist, uh, physicist uh, Stephen Hawking. Yeah, she's a journalist and novelist. She's 53. Uh, Marisol Nichols, who was on, she was the daughter um, on the uh, Vegas vacation. She was a uh, Aubrey, Audrey. Audrey, yep. Yeah, she was funny. She's 50 today. Wow. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's 32 today. Jimmy, sit my butt on the bench, Garoppolo. Yeah, 32. Jimmy, let me just collect the rest of this year and yep. go chill. Yep. The name Steve Ditko does not ring a bell. He was born in 1927 on this day, but he is the co-creator of the Marvel heroes, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. Oh. Uh, yeah, he was born on this day in 1927. Uh, let's see what else we have here. I can't believe you missed this, and I'm going to save it late for later. Um Let's see. Amar Bose, uh, born on this day in 1929. He was the founder of the Bose Corporation, the speakers, which I have some of, some of the best oh, speakers man. out there. Yes. Yes. Uh, he was also a professor at MIT for over 45 years. Showed you how smart this guy was. Brilliant guy. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Lauren Velez. Uh, it was in a movie, um, uh, Ugly Betty, and a few Spider-Man movies. She's 59 today. Yep. Keith Emerson, the keyboardist for Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, was born on this day in 1944. Okay. Uh, Ken Roswell, Roswell, uh, 25-year career tennis player, won 18 Grand Slams, including eight singles at the at the height of five seven. He won Good 25. That's unbelievable. He's 89 today. Uh, shortstop, third baseman, a really good one. Um, Yunel Escobar is 41 today, and Philadelphia's own Pat Croce is 69 today. Oh man, that's a good one. Okay, <laughs> good pull there. Good pull. All yep. right, let's uh let's go movies. Th- there is a heavy, heavy Denzel theme to the movies. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and I've seen them all today. Flight, which he was brilliant in. I yep. mean, he was absolutely awesome in it. Bone Collector. I mean, all of these he's good in. Yeah, I shouldn't I even love say them. that. Bone Collector, 1999. Flight was 2012. American Gangster, 07. Yep. Uh ridiculous in that as well. Um uh, uh, elsewhere, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, 2018. Yep. Wreck-It Ralph 2012, Monsters, Inc. 2001, Cinderella 1997, uh, Killing Fields 1984, yep. um, Lars and the Real Girl 07, Butterfield 8 in 1960. 
what else do you have, Gunner? Uh, Private War 2018 and The Nutcracker, The Four Realms, came out 2018. All right, we're up against it, but favorite all-time, Denzel. Oh, it's got to be trading, trading day, uh, training day. Training day. Yeah. 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 I would, I would. Hey, you're off tomorrow, Rob. Okay. You're, you're not going to be with me tomorrow. Mom. You will have Farsi. Yeah, uh, Farsi's well, stepping in tomorrow. Safe house is a good one, Tone. Yeah, safe house is a good one. I like Bone Collector too. Don't but get me wrong. Yeah, I, man, I, if he's in it, I'm, I'm watching it. So. And uh, remember the Titans? Oh, come on. Oh, yes. Good, good point. <laughs> uh, tone to Shields. Tone, thank you, my friend, for producing the program. Great job, yeah, how, everybody. How many likes do we end up oh, with? What do we get to, Tone? How do we end up with? He's checking. He's going over the come data. On, tell, tell how many do we get? He's pouring over the numbers as we speak to see where we are. Oh, don't. We got oh, seconds boy. left. Oh, it's going to be close. It's going to be close. No. Here it comes. We're going to see 182. We got close. What? That, that's a good effort. It's a little oh, short, man. but it's a good effort. They let me down, bro. Good effort first by the people. Is, first, I, I love it. 182 is great. <laughs> yeah. 183. All right. The, the, All right. The, the, the chat is great, but, man, y'all let me down today, oh, man. Oh, come on. Come on. They did the best. Wow. Uh, all right, oh, equalizer. Oh, that's oh, equalizer one, equalizers two, and three. one and two. Oh, I have goodness. to see three. I have to Woo. see. Three. All Are right, you gonna thanks. pay the 20 bucks? Yes, I will. See it on demand. Yes, <laughs> you gonna say okay? I guess I, I gotta will. do it too. All right. Uh, everybody, have a great, great uh, 184. Have a great rest of your day, guys. Appreciate everybody in the chat, everybody streaming, everybody listening. Uh, don't go anywhere. National football show with Dan Cilio coming your way. Everybody, have a great rest of your Thursday. Take care. Thanks. <laughs>